Hello, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. And today, my guest is Annie Letterman. Annie Letterman is a comedian. She's a writer. She's an actress. You may have seen her on MTV's Girl Code, Chelsea Lately, At Midnight, and she just shot a pilot for Comedy Central called Stand Ups. She's doing a lot of stuff. And here's the thing I just want to say I believe she's on the precipice of blowing the fuck up. Uh, Listen, I've said up here before when I had Thomas Middleditch, who's the star of HBO's Silicon Valley on my podcast, Boy Crazy Radio, years ago. I had him on the show and I was like, you guys, I swear to God, you you should call in because this guy is going to be a megastar. It's going to be crazy. You won't believe it. And uh, I truly believe that's what's about to happen with Annie Letterman. You guys will be like, oh my God, remember that time? Annie Letterman and Alexi Wasser were having a casual conversation about having sex with guys with big privates and horrible coming-of-age stories and lesbian dalliances and inappropriate teachers who jerked off on Annie's boobs. Yeah, you're going to be like, I can't believe all that was made available to us in 2016, and then she became a megastar. You're welcome. So anyway, uh, yeah, Annie and I talk about a lot of cool shit. Um, the reason why she's amazing to have on a podcast is because I don't need to do a goddamn thing. This is the most you're going to hear me speak because once the conversation with Annie starts, she fucking takes the ball and runs with it. Um, you know, I interject here and there, but, uh, it's a fun conversation and I'm so glad I got to hang out with Annie this week and talk to her for two hours because we're both so busy and I met her years ago. I met her years ago, um... I had never heard her name, didn't know she existed, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, we ran into each other and met twice in one week, because that is how magical and amazing the universe is. You know, you never know what's around the corner. In this case, it was Annie Letterman. Other times, not knowing what's around the corner could be terrifying. But uh, in this case, she's a happy delight. Um... Another thing I just want to throw out there that I learned this week that Annie does, because she's like, I do comedy and I do like, you know, I do stand up and I act and I write and do all this stuff. But hey, I really, I really like people to know that I do other stuff. Uh, Like she draws, she's really great at drawing and she makes these hot dog videos. Like, hear me out here. Hear me out. I didn't know what she meant by this either, but she makes these things called hot dog videos with her friend, Abby Luck. And uh, they reenact, like one of them, they do a, they do a reenactment of Magic Mike Extra Extra Large, like the trailer for Magic Mike Extra Extra Large, like shot by shot, shot for shot, but with hot dogs playing the characters. It's hilarious. It's like, just Google it and click a link and you'll enjoy it. Um... But because Annie and I reconnected this week and had this long conversation, we've been texting a lot because this has been a very high-pressure week for a white girl with bangs in Los Angeles with no problems such as myself. Because it was not only was it Valentine's Day, but it was uh, my birthday. And, um, and I'm grappling with this idea, with this plan for myself where I keep saying, oh, I'm not going to date I'm going to stop dating for the rest of 2016 and and resume dating in 2017. But I'm still dating. I haven't stopped quite yet because I feel like, um, I don't know, there's a compulsion. 
to fall in love and meet somebody neat. And it's, uh, it's, it's hard if you're given the opportunity to date somebody who's cute and potentially interesting. I'm, I'm continuing to throw myself into the world. But Annie actually alerted me to these really great articles um, in New York Magazine and uh, I think it's New York Post. Um, but the one in New York Magazine that she told me about is called Ask Polly, Why Did My Dream Man Dump Me? And it's all about self-worth and dating and how like as modern futuristic women uh, we're like fronting so hard and kind of like not in tune with what we actually want because we're like presenting ourselves in a way that's just not honest. We're not being honest with ourselves. So we're picking wrong, the wrong people. We're picking people who like get bored of us easily and uh, throw us away because we're not uh, continuously exciting to them. Anyway, there's another article that I discovered this week in in the New York times called meet the New York bachelors who yearn for something more. So I like this article because it shines a light that's usually uh, put on women, uh, you know, usually like women are highlighted in, in culture as like, oh, when they get older, they're desperate and they're sad and they're lonely and they want to like pair up and get married. This is an article that uh, highlights men and puts the spotlight on men getting older and being lonely and feeling desperate and feeling like maybe they missed their chance to like be in love or get married or whatever. So it's a very interesting article. Both can be found on my Twitter page at Alexi Wasser. Anyway, so I've had Annie as my rock this week to deal with all my texting spirals and feelings. And, um, I'm so glad that I get to talk to her and uh, that I have her as my friend. So I'm going to shut the fuck up and please enjoy my interview, my conversation with Annie Letterman. Now entering Nerdist.com. Are we starting now? I mean, sure, let's start okay. now. Okay, Annie and I have just been... Uh... I just want to say, I just want, like, I. we need a coffee. That's what happens. We need to have, no. we, need a, we need a date at some okay, point where I'm, we can really talk trash. Because, yeah, Annie and I just uh, talked a lot of shit about people and a lot about a lot of real stuff. And now, <laughs> and we've edited all that out. And this is where we're starting the podcast. Hi, guys. Okay, so let me set the stage. Your boobs look amazing. You're not Thank wearing you. a bra, right? No, I am. Oh, you are. It's like I don't oh, wear no bras because I don't need the support. Okay, should we flash our boobs right now sure. to each other? Cover your eyes, Aristotle. Wait, oh, real boobs. One, two, okay. three. Woo! Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. We have so many <gasps> boobs. I just screamed into a microphone. Poor Aristotle. I mean, it's like funny too. Like he can't watch, but also he gets like. I don't even think he cares. No, he doesn't. He has a cool girlfriend who's really beautiful. Uh, he's kind of grumpy. He just told me he's a grumpy guy. He's a, just lives his life like the dude from Up. You are very grumpy. I already caught that. I think it's That's sexy. Cool. It's it makes... fun to have like a dark cloud in the room. Is it? Yeah, I think so. It's kind of weird because it makes the people pleaser in me just like want him to like me. You know, no, it's going to bring out the best in you. Um, is it? it? Is. Yes, absolutely. Uh, um, also, uh, he, uh, Aristotle, the producer that we are exploiting and uh, what's the thing that people do with women? I can't remember. Molest. His name. Not molest. Exploit. Objectify. objectify. I feel like a big theme in during of, of Love Lexi, the podcast that you're listening to, uh, all four of you. Is uh is me objectifying my male twenty three year old producer Aristotle? So I feel like that's like a running. You're taking theme. back the night. I'm taking You're back evening the night. it. <laughs> this is my life, and I'm going to do what I want. <laughs> but Aristotle here, uh, he's a babe. You guys can't see him. Uh, he's, he's got like flowing hair, flowing beautiful hair that actually like I know this is a podcast and I'm making hand gestures, but it like flops in the wind when you see him yeah, walking. It does. He just got a he just got a tattoo. Uh, he told me about it. He was wearing a long sleeve shirt. And I was like, oh, I want to see it. So he took his shirt off. This is uh, how grumpy he is. 
takes off his shirt to show me that the tattoo, then complains about how he didn't want to show me, how he didn't want to have to take a shirt off or show anybody. And I'm like, dude, fucking communicate. I love it. I love the way you're going through life. All right. It's good. How? We just flashed our boobs. <laughs> we did. We Your t- boobs are great. I feel like we have like similar, similar size boobs. Yeah. You're- your nipple is higher, which was always my dream. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. My dream was always like I wanted like a perkier nipple. Not that my nipples are low, but I have really come to love my boobs recently. You should. Like really like seeing them from a new eye like where I'm like, they're really good. And this whole time I saw my whole life sh- like shitting all over my tits. Shitting all not over like your shitting, tits? Not like shitting, not like Biggie Smalls shitting all over my tits. So just for the guys who want to jerk off to the thought of you while they're listening to this podcast, yes. if that even happens. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know what goes on anymore. Uh, I'm fapping. Pretty- it's called fapping, I think. Because um, that's what they write on my... Instagram pictures. Are you single? No. Not single. Taken. In relation. You, you date men, right? I date men. Date men. Have you ever dated women? My parents are like, do you date men? Do you, yeah. Um, oh, I'm asking. No, I had one. I had like a, when I, it was post-grad. I can't really blame it on college, but I was living in New Mexico and I was a raging alcoholic, mm-hmm. like real bad alcoholic, just crazy Jaeger monster. And... I was dating this uh, bartender. I mean, I use the term dating very loosely. This bartender, I was bartending and then he bartended like two bars away. So we would like go to each other's bars and we would get like free drinks and fuck each other in the bathroom and stuff and like take our breaks together. What does this have to do with dating women? Wait. So, but he was like a MMA, like a, like that type of dude. I want that. I want that. It wasn't what I wanted then. It was like really, and I was also like at that point in my life where I like, I was never going to like ever let my my guard down or ever like let myself be in a place where rejection could hurt me so i was very like tough and like whatever like this relationship whatever this isn't real like i broed out all the time i'd be like whatever we're just friends like even i'm like loving the person i want to get to that place that's where i'm going for i want to be that person except not be a raging alcoholic and we have to talk about how you live in a car but here's the thing okay okay but it wasn't like a real like it was like i would have like real feelings for people or i wouldn't let myself get to that point and then i would just drink I would drink and then I would play everything off because I didn't want like because I just assumed I'm a piece of shit. I'm a loser. No one's going to love me. Like so I would never like let them get to that point. I'm like really going through some shit now that I've been thinking about. So I'm glad we're doing this podcast. But so I'm dating this guy who I'm like, fuck this guy, whatever. He sucks. Like and it's not that he really sucked, but it was just like like he actually like I think about him now. I'm like he might have been like a good like a good boyfriend if I had like let him be. But um, he was doing the same fucking thing, too, that I was doing. But anyway, so we would hook up. And then I had this best friend who worked with me at this restaurant called The Cowgirl, where I actually had to dress up like a cowgirl. Sexy. So I was, like, waitressing and bartending in a fucking cowgirl up for, like, a fucking asshole. Just so drunk in Santa Fe, New Mexico, which is, like, the smallest town in the world. So um, so this girl that I, w- that I was working with was a lesbian. And she was, like, pretty butch. Like, not like her emotionally she wasn't butch or anything but she had like short hair and she dressed like a boy and like it was really very intriguing and like confusing to me and she would just like plant these little seeds you know what i mean like we we're best friends we hung out all the time yeah and she'd be like do you think you're a lesbian i'm like i've never even thought about it and she'd be like well do you think maybe like not thinking about it means you're it <laughs> you, right and i'm like so <laughs> drunk and i'm like dating this guy who's like th- like at this point to me one of the like a representation of the type of guy that I want nothing to do, like a meathead, like, Ugh. like really like all the stuff that I now find attractive. But like, then I just was like, what? I don't want to do that. I was like brought up Quaker. I'm like, don't tell me about the fights you got. I don't want to talk about Quaker. You punch some guy. So, um, so then I remember the, the turning point when it became more than a friendship was 
we were, and I don't want to make her sound like a predator. She's like super awesome. Oh my god, cool. you're full on. You were a lesbian, a full on lesbian at some point. I'm getting the the, the story. I'm the getting the story. scoop. Keep going. So we're at his bar. His bar is closed down. This bar that doesn't exist anymore, but it was it was closed down. He was like cleaning up the bar, and he goes, "Hey, come in. Let me show you something." He's, and he like brings us into the office, and he shows us two girls, one cup. It was right around when that first came out. Oh, wow. Is that vintage? That's like vintage now. But it, yeah, but it was like brand new, right? It was the first time I was seeing it. Yeah. And he was showing, just like, Ugh, and he was like laughing. And I just remember being like, like, I really was like, I think I hate like all men. Yeah. Like, I think all men are terrible. And we like, we're sitting on the stairs outside and she was like, see, men suck. And I was like, <laughs> oh, mm. thank God. And then we would like make out and she like fingered me once, but I found it really boring. And I wasn't really like, I just wasn't like. I wasn't attracted to her like that, but I was attracted to her friendship and I like loved her. And it was like kind of fun to kiss a girl because not that I, she was the only girl I kissed, but like it was like softer and stuff. But the softness was like oh my God. boner killer. Yeah, I for can me. totally, I call that a clitoral I it, like, a hard off. Yeah. I call that a clitoral hard off. And I, I can totally relate. And I love, but I respect her long con. Yeah. She like really long con do you know it what I mean? It was like, I mean, like if I saw her today, she'd probably try to like slip it and not like yeah. slide her fingers in. But like uh, she'd yeah, try yeah. to like, maybe, or I don't know, maybe she wouldn't. I also I'm shitty and maybe she'll listen to this and feel bad. Oh, She's she, so cool. oh whatever. Okay. She's so fucking oh, cool. Man. I mean, she got me. She got me to fucking let her fingers in me. That was probably alcohol though. But alcohol re- and timing. Yeah, alcohol and timing. I remember being like, "Can we just like stopping?" And like, like I couldn't get off or anything. I was just like, "Uh, can we just like smoke a menthol?" I smoke a menthol. And we just like went out and smoked a That's menthol. What, That's what I, I was in my life. I used to smoke menthol cigarettes also when I was like, I because I used to do speed when I was like a teenager. Oh, and we're I was, so cool. Oh, we are so cool. We've come so far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't drink coffee anymore. You're, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we're living our lives. Godson. We're doing this podcast above a comic book store. Yeah. Uh, but I remember, yeah, I used to do like speed when I was a teenager. I think mainly because I just wanted to be like skinny. But then, yeah. you know, I, I already. I was already a what fast kind of talking. Speed would you do? I think it was just like crystal meth. I don't want to completely highlight that, and as yeah. if like that's the way to live your. But I, I had this moment in my life when I was a teenager, and I would smoke menthol cigarettes. And is I remember, this the time where I'm supposed to snort the Ritalin? No, we're talking about this. I'll bring out my Adderall that my mom gives me. Oh man, does she really? Mm-hmm. Oh man. Uh, but I remember like being. It was like probably like four in the morning. I was at Cantor's because Cantor's is open mm-hmm. twenty four hours. Oh, I forgot you grew up here. Yeah, I was that's born so and raised, crazy. Born and raised in L.A. It's funny, even when I park my car to come into the you know to do the podcast today. I was driving on Gardner and I was like, oh my God, this used to be my bus stop when I was in high school. So every bit of Los Angeles is like a memory from a different That's time. That's so crazy. So bizarre. And then like, oh, but I also, and I walked past a fire, uh, a firehouse, fire station. That was really mm, exciting. Did you just show them your tits immediately? I kind of just, I just I, get so starstruck I, by them. I do too. I really want to date a fireman. Oh, uh, they're so hot. And I want to before. I but, almost did. I, I want to, we're going to put a pin in that, but uh, I, I, I was like, oh my God, maybe I can like, I'm just going to like knock on the door of the firehouse, like Samantha from Sex and the yeah. City, like post my podcast conversation with Annie. But anyway, so I was, I remember being a teenage uh, <laughs> tweaker or whatever, not proud of this point in my life, in front of Cantor's, smoking my menthol and, uh, and a homeless guy asked me for a cigarette. And when I pulled out one of my menthols, he was like menthol people, no thanks people like a, are menthol racist a homeless person like this d- denied my me. my menthol homeless 100 people, listen there's a reason they're homeless okay there's a reason <gasps> why they listen wait can i just you say lived something? in a car i want to can you, i just say something you want to get yes do yes. you want to know they burned all their bridges with their friends because <laughs> can i tell you something ben and i my boyfriend and i went on oh you're um, calling him by his first name now yeah why well, call him dead dad guy a lot of the time because his dad died when he was nine months old. It's my favorite <gasps> thing about him. Oh, my God. Him... You're talking about that on the podcast? I can talk about that. Okay, okay, okay. I just don't want to talk about oh, Okay, okay, I okay. I never want to, like... To... I mean, he's. I'm sure he's humiliated being my boyfriend. He's not allowed to listen to podcasts. I was going to... That's good. You've got him Because I'm always trained. like, then they jizzed all over me. And he's like, why every time? 
I want to get. There. I just get jizzed on a lot. I'm sorry. Does the comedy stuff? Oh my god, this is just we're it's tangential, tangential it's today. Always gonna be That's like gonna that be me. fine. Every podcast I do, I'm so sorry. Has stand being a stand up, because I does that affect? You know, you have, you're in a relationship now. Mm-hmm. Has that affected your dating career or your dating life? Where it's like they come to see you do stand up, some dude you're dating, and he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, it's such a weird thing because I don't want them to be fans of mine or anything. Like, I want them to understand what I, I do. I do for me. I don't. Like, I want them to, like, like what I do and everything. But I don't – if I met them, like, any guy in an audience has no fucking shot. Like, seriously, like, any oh, wow. guy that, like, hits on me after a show, I'm like, get out of here, those loser. Guys, guy fans are always more creepy than girl fans for yeah. guy comedians or men, guys in bands. Well, they're just, like, so quick to try to, like, Snapchat me a picture of their dicks. Too. I'm like, <gasps> you guys, it, it could not be clearer that I don't want a dick pic. But there are – I actually, like, have, like, Nobody ongoing Snapchat. Snapchat friendships with, like – People that have like come to my shows and yeah. stuff. It's a nightmare. I don't know how to get out. Nobody snapchats me pictures of their, pictures of their dick. And they I'm stopped. So surprised. One guy did, and I flipped. I mean, I was infuriated. But get back to the thing. So, okay, d- does like have you ever had a guy like you're excited about come to a show and then he's like, "You're too crass for me. I can't do this." Um, or I don't want to. Or I don't want to end up in your act, which I is such a think cliche. The the crassness is pretty apparent when you first meet me. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like a surprise. I'm <laughs> no, like surprise. Like, <laughs> Jizz, jizz, jizz. You know, like it's is like that your I'm, act? Wait, I'm just it, like this all the time. Is jizz, jizz, jizz? Your I'm just act? a crass person. Like I'm not. My dad. I was raised by my mother and my father, obviously, and oh, that's obviously, you were. Yeah, wait, I had them both. That's crazy. I had them both. <laughs> but there. But I always think about it. It's like I feel like first of all, I was raised by I feel like two men because my mom's so fucking masculine. They're still together. Yeah, they're still together. Wow. I think they just stopped like caring about having sex with each other like 20 years ago. Now they're just best friends. Well, they had like, you, and they're like. They're like, yeah. that's what we made. We don't want to do that I'm again. I'm a twin, so they had two of us. Like, <laughs> you Ew. are? Like, one of them was good. Oh, wow. But so, I think, like, I was raised just to be, like, I'm just, like, kind of masculine, and I am I say everything I want to say whenever I want, no boundaries. And I think that that, like, has led me to just, like, always constantly be myself. So I don't think there's ever, like, a surprise. Like, no one's like, oh, my God, I didn't know you were like this. Like, maybe when I'm, like, nice and calm, they're like, we didn't know you had this idea. But so when I meet guys, I think I'm pretty up up front, too. And every guy I've ever hooked up with, usually I aggressively have pursued. Oh, you pursue the guy? Yeah, I love to just pick up. I used to, in New York, I might start crying. Sometimes I start crying thinking about, like, all the hot young dick I got in New York. Like, I just would, like, I really, I'm not kidding. It makes me well up. We've got tissues. I really like, I just, <laughs> they were so hot. I would like, there would be like, you know, baristas or whatever. Like I would just, if there was like a hot guy working at a coffee shop, I would just like take my coffee and then I'd be like, I'm also going to have sex with you. And then they, guess what? They usually say yes. Oh my God. I also have oh, no the fear. last I really tissue. I don't really need it. But I don't like, I just never, like I lost the fear of rejection. And, um, and also when you do it so cartoonishly, when you hit on people so cartoonishly and you have yeah. these like crazy things, it's not. You're not in real jeopardy of getting hurt. Or Here's the thing. Herpes, but not I hurt. can. I. Oh wow. Which I don't have. I yet. don't have either. I don't. Not yet. Not yet. I'm. But it's day. fine to have it. I it's really just, think we got to break the stigma. Uh, you know what? So I many have, people have it. I know. I'm just one date away from getting herpes. I've said that before. But what, I feel like oh. relieved. I would be relieved. Like I'm. Yeah. Because so, then you can just. Then you're like on the other side. You're like don't, I'm I don't here. There's no more fear. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like doesn't it doesn't kill you. Here's the thing. I feel like when I I can be very aggressive. I have no problem talking to strangers. If I can approach a guy at Whole Foods, Target, at a party, wherever. I feel like when I the whitest options. I know. Well, I am white, so that's where I go. So anyway, I I feel like when I come on really strong with a guy that means like if i meet a beautiful guy i met a really beautiful like not meathead but like actor dude and i never date actor guys i like at a pizza shop with me 
Oh God, that guy was the hottest guy I've ever. Oh seen my God, my life. I got goofy. Andy and I were walking around. We were like walk, having a walk and talk in our real life. <laughs> oh God, and we like went to a pizza shop. I'm like sweating thinking about <laughs> Me him. Me too. I'm like giggling. This guy was so handsome. I freaked out. And oh, I I'm all over the place here. But I met another guy as cute as that pizza shop guy uh-huh. that we met. Um, I got to go back to that pizza shop. Oh. Um, <laughs> but guys like that are so cute. I was doing it. No, this is, sounds weird, but and no, douchey. Uh, but I was at we. Annie and I first met at E. We were like mm-hmm. testing for some weird show where they're mixing and matching. In 1992. In 1992. <laughs> so long ago. So that long was like ago. Two years ago, right? It was two years ago. That's where Annie and I met, and you were like the coolest, nicest person of all those fucking assholes or whatever. All these weird it wasn't comedians. Hard. It wasn't hard. <laughs> all these weird people at E who were like thrown in the mix to be on some weird show. It was show. a very strange combination of people. But I, that's where we met, and I remember, oh, so I was back there because I like did something over at E like a few weeks ago, and one of the guys in this thing we were shooting was so hot that I walked in the room and I just, he was so gorgeous. The only way I could handle him being so good looking was to come on really strong and control the situation. And for me, that's not a guy I'm even after. I control it and come on so strong when I, when I have no desire to be with him. Why would you want to be someone that that It's too much. It's too much. I can't feel the feelings that you're making me feel just with my eyes. I can't do it. I had an experience like that too, but continue. But I only want to be with a guy. If I want a guy to like me, if I'm really into a guy, I don't do anything. I don't message first. I never, I don't pursue because the kind of relationship I want to be in, I'm already such a fucking ball. I mean, you're way more than, than mm-hmm. I am at the, but like, uh, that's a compliment, I think. But that's okay. okay. I'm, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm a ball buster, <laughs> loud mouth. You I can't hurt me. I say, you can't hurt me. But uh, I feel like I come on so strong in my life and I'm such a fucking, I'm exhausting to myself that in a relationship, I want the guy to come for me. Right. I want him to pursue me. That's the kind of quality relationship well, I have. I, I agree want. with that. But I, so I'll aggressively pursue, but then like the first kiss has to be them. Like shit like that. Like my boyfriend, yeah. it took weeks. I'm like this motherfucker. Your boyfriend like, is so cute too. Was, isn't he just oh, so well, uh, babe. He's like, he could cute. be on The Bachelor. He well, could be Ben him, They always call him Hot Ben. They call him Hot His ben name is Ben? The, yeah. So Ben on The Bachelor. But do I always watch- do that. We'll be making out and go, oh, Ben from The Bachelor, like as a joke. Do you watch Ben uh, The Bachelor? Do we? I, yes, I do. I've never seen it until this season. Ben's boring, though. He's hot. He's cute. And he's such a good so communicator. Fake. I just want him to like drop a racial slur or something. Like, Dro- I need like to hear. He's obviously racist or something. Oh, my God. That's why he, that's, he left Jubilee in for such a long time. He did it the longest. I, and it was- that's exact. I thought, oh, my God. He kept her around. And he just waited- to give her a chance just what, long enough not she to be didn't racist. He didn't do anything wrong when well, he... I don't think she, she did. That's because okay, she's like us. She has deep emotional she problems awesome. and she's afraid to trust somebody. She was real cool. She was real. When she didn't hold his hand, I got so pissed when that was the reason because when she didn't hold his hand, she oh. was trying to be respectful to the to other, other girls. girls. That, but that was his perfect out. Yeah, he just needed something. Do you know how when you're trying to break up with someone and they do something and you go, thank God they did that thing. They have to get a black use... bachelorette or black bachelor soon. They have to. Oh, they've never they had that? Fucking they've never to. had that? Because the ratings will go down because white people don't want to watch black people, but black people will watch white people. Is that white true? People, I think so, because I think white people are more racist, like way more racist than black people. It's true. And there's so much of racism course they still. Are. Like there's so much racism that's still around. It's so fucking crazy. Have you ever dated a black guy? I have not dated a black guy. Oh, shit. See, it all comes back to this. But this is what I always say. I imagine black guys choking me when I fuck white guys, so I feel like I get an out. Oh, my God. Hold on. Let me take a moment to like process that. Hold on. You imagine black guys choking you while you're fucking a white dude who I imagine is Ben, your boyfriend, not Ben from The Bachelor. Uh, so you get a pass. Okay. For me, I have made out with many black guys. I've made men. out with black guys, yeah. Okay. But that still means you're, that means you're racist, actually, because you're like not willing to have sex. You, you just said you're a big slut. I would you maybe just have said sex you're a big whore. Them. 
No, but listen, you didn't I lived, sleep you with have, a black no, dude. No, but you have to think of this way. What's that about? I have, no, no, no. I have an explanation. I lived in Santa <laughs> Fe, New Mexico, through my blackout years. There were no black blackout guys. years. There were no blackout. There were no black guys. <laughs> there were no blackouts. <laughs> There were no black guys. There's zero black guys. Who knew that this is when zero. we would both find so out we were so racist? Okay. I fucked all of the, Ugh. every Mexican in the town. I don't need disclaimers. But I don't listen, need Mexican disclaimers. Listen, I fucked, fucking... I mean, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about like, like the guys that like have a family, like it was bad. Like, like men who are 40 and like four foot seven. Like I fucked those guys. Yeah. Those and they rejected do. me and they rejected me. Are you talking about comedians? No, dishwashers <laughs> when I was a waitress in Santa Fe, New Mexico before I did comedy. By the way, I want to set the stage. I forgot to mention that uh, Annie is wearing a full Ku Klux Klan outfit <laughs> in, in the studio. Uh, she actually you can't hear her so well because of her mask. Oh or, uh, anyway, um, I don't think I'm racist. I just, I'm I never not, like, because uh, when I lived in Philly, I fucked like, <laughs> okay, I grew up in Philly. I've in like, you know, in a suburb, but you know, I would like make out with black guys and stuff, but I didn't fuck everyone then. My dad's racist. He's... In his 80s. He's like 30 years. He's an old everyone dad. everyone that age is a little bit racist. I've made out with a lot of black guys, but I've never had sex with them. And so, what? you know, whatever. I don't Are know what that means. Are you scared of giant Ds? No, I'm like, I'm, I love them. I think oh, they're you're great. a size queen? I'm, I'm very tall. I'm a bit of a size queen. And uh, I mean, not like I don't a care. size I'm like, queen. just don't tear me. I just no, don't just want be, a giant dick. But just don't be tiny. Don't be like a nub in private. Alexi, I fucked this guy <laughs> who had the biggest dick I've ever seen. Like it was like as big as my niece's arm at that time. And she like could talk. She could say the word duck. So okay. It was, like, a big, you know what I mean? This is exciting. And he, and I fucked him for like, mm-hmm. I met him through a friend mm-hmm. and he was like really tall. He didn't look like what I wanted. Do you know what I mean? But he was really tall and we were at a party. He wasn't black. He wasn't, but he, yeah, no, he was not black, but he, we're at a party and and I don't drink. Everyone else is like wasted. And I said something to him like I was saying something to somebody about how I like like to be aggressively handled. And he threw me down on a car on a the hood of a car. Uh-oh. Like, be careful what you wish like, for. Yeah. No, I was like, yay. So then I fucked him. And then but I went and he just had this giant. He was like six, eight. So I should have known. But I mean, it was just so big. And it like it, you know, obviously hurt and it ended up being good. And it was like really crazy, aggressive sex because he knew that's what I wanted. And like then. I was like, okay, I'm done. Like, you can't, like, spit in my mouth on the first fuck and then, like, think we're going to, like, turn this into, like, meeting the family or whatever, Can right? I just say something? One time yeah. I had sex with a guy with a tiny dick, and that's the first time I ever asked a man to spit in my mouth because I thought to we got to up the ante. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I don't, and I never even knew. That was just a guttural. I followed my intuition yeah. in that moment. I was like, spit in my mouth. And I was yeah. like, where did that come from? Because he had a but, tiny private. Yeah, spitting in the mouth is a weird, it's a getting out of your body experience. What's it's wrong like, with that? People are like, I've mentioned that to people like, yeah. and they're like, gross. And no, I'm like, it's not really? gross. It's really like hot and it's like animalistic and you feel, because I get in my head during sex, so I need like, crazy shit to happen. You get in your head. That's the only time I'm not thinking and oh talking. Oh my God. I'm, I'm just like, like <laughs> meditating when I'm sexing. <laughs> Really? Yeah, I just really need to get out of my head. Like, I can have fun and go crazy. But because I used to drink, I used to be like blackout when I'd fuck, you know? Yeah. And you're not so in then, therapy? Mm-mm. And you don't but meditate? So, Sorry. I meditate. Okay, keep going. Yeah. Sorry. What were you I saying? I meditate. I'm doing good right now. This I have, is like, great. I'm getting my life together. This is really, you're getting me at a good point. I know. Well, there's so many things to talk about, but I feel like I just okay, cut you so off the story. Okay, we got to finish like big dick. Okay, finish so, big dick story and then we'll get to other stuff. So then, okay, manhandling me, all this stuff. But then he would do the thing where he would like check in, like he would like emotionally check in, which I'm like, you're going to fucking ruin the whole thing. Because I need this to be like, I'm in like a play right now that I believe that I am the real person. Like I am method acting through this shit. Like I have to feel like I am like getting fucked by a tiger or something do you know what i mean like but i'm also a tiger not like bestiality type thing but you know what i mean <laughs> so like so he but then he would go like he'd be like 
hey. And I'm like, just if you ever say hey to me, like even my boyfriend, if he says, I'm like, I know my boyfriend loves me more than he's like ever loved anything in his life. But if he were to like, hey, he can't, ex- he can't like expose Ross. that to me while we fuck. It's like Ross from Ross. Friends. Yeah. Hey. And don't be Ross. Don't be Ross from Friends. Don't be fucking Ross. Even though I do like Ross, but go on. Yeah. Ross was fine, but you would have fucked all the other ones first. So, okay. So that's happening. And that was annoying. But then. So then I leave for New York or something and I'm like, I'm done with this guy. I don't want to do it because you don't want to like date a big dick because they're going to ruin your vagina forever. Right. Like because it stopped hurting after a while. And I was oh. like, it's not like his dick shrunk. It's like he's just stretched my vagina out to accommodate his giant dick. And I'm like, I'm going to go on to fuck many more, hopefully, in my life. was <laughs> my dream at that point. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to like have to like Kegel my way back into like the dating scene. <laughs> right. And I'm like a semi-public figure. Like, I don't want people like calling me a hole, like a gaping hole online or whatever. That's big. That's a big fear for me too, so, actually. But go it's, on. It is scary, it's right? It's scary out there. They could really just say whatever they want. But most of them haven't, which is nice. Because um, there are uh, quite a few. Finish your story. Okay, so I come back from New York. And he's... And I, I, I'm staying... This is when I have to sleep in my car, okay? Because I'm staying at my friend's house. I've been staying at my friend's house for months. Wait, you weren't even sleeping in your car because you were poor? Because that changes how I see you. I was. Okay, good. Just making sure. No, I was sleeping in my car because I was paying rent at my Brooklyn house. I wasn't ready to not be a New Yorker, and I still am not three years in. But and I, but I, I, I was also, like, living here pretty much full-time. In L.A. In L.A. Got so it. I was staying at a friend's house but for, like, three months, you know, like, so long that it was, like, really, really uncomfortable. So I could only really stay, like, once a week at this point. Cause it, not that he would have let me stay there, but it was just, like, it's too fucking humiliating. And I couldn't afford to, like, pay for anything. I had no money. So I would, like, stay in my car sometimes. And... So I come back from New York and my friend calls me who I usually stay with. And he's like, look, I have a girl coming over. Can you stay somewhere else? And I'm like, fuck. I just like didn't want to sleep in my car again. So I was like, I have to fuck for shelter one more time. I have to fuck this guy. <sighs> so to go back in, I pretty much raped myself. So I go back in and I'm like, I just like don't want to do it anymore. He's just like, like everything other than the like spitting and like tearing me up was like terrible. It was talking, like everything. Like talking and like He just was like emotion. He was like a girl. I was just like, Ugh. So where's the story going? Okay, the story is going that I get back and I go I, you know, I go over to his house and everything. I'm like, I'll just fuck him one more time and then I can move back into my friend's house. And he goes he goes, I'm so glad you're here. I wanted to tell you something. And I'm like, no. Don't do it. I go, don't. Please don't tell me anything. Right? I'm just like cringing like the fact that I even have to like be at this guy's house. And he goes, I can say what this is my house. I can say whatever I want. I'm a grown up or whatever. And I was like, okay, dude, say it. And he goes, I really missed you. And I'm like, see, I knew you were gonna say that. And I'm just like, so not into this. Fucked him one more time, and then I just had to. I had a breakup with him after like one week. One week. Oh, I had to have a breakup conversation. You only him. dated him for one week. I fucked him like six this, times. I feel like the story went on for longer than your relationship. I with know. Him. I feel I like can't... you're making the story sound worse than it was. No. <laughs> but the big dick is what like got me into the idea. And he wasn't black, so it comes full circle. He wasn't circle black. To he was very being... white. He's if very he had been white. black, he might have been able to keep me because he would have played it cool. Do you, ooh, do you think you're? What was that weird sound that I thought? Like, yeah, like why well, listen. <laughs> Do you think you're ever gonna? Do you think you're gonna marry this boyfriend you're with? I don't want to get married. Actually, I didn't sign up for Obamacare in time, and I was like freaking out. And I was like, you, "Oh, so it's over? You can't?" Is that a- insane? Listen, you're on ten shows now. Okay, let me let's backtrack a little bit. You, how do we meet? You tell me the story how we met, and then we're gonna get to where this you are gonna now. So sad. No, it's not. And then, <laughs> and then we're gonna get to where you are now, which is like, aren't you on like twelve shows right now? No. I'm okay, not. so how do we meet? Take it. Okay, we met uh, at years ago. Years ago. Two or three years ago at the E premises, 
Because they were trying to come up with an, something to replace. I think they were trying to replace Chelsea at that point. They never said that out loud, but it seemed like that. It was right when Chelsea said she was going to go off the air. So we they brought a bunch of like random people in. And Alexi and I uh, had just a th- click. We clicked. We just clicked, you know. And then we found out we were both. Are we allowed to talk about that? The next thing? Yeah, please. Okay. Get real. So then we found out we were both going to be on Girl Code. Mm-hmm. Okay. How'd that so, go? And then my favorite part was when the other chick, remember there was there was one woman there that was like in one of the, what are those things that look like seatbelts, those dresses that are really tight and look like seatbelts? Tube top dresses? But do you know what I mean? The really tight ones, they're like super slutty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about, like Kim Kardashian, yeah, old, she had old like school a before really, Kanye. Yeah, she had like a really Kim Kardashian look and her eyes were all done. She was like so weird. She said she was a comedian, but there's no way. And she goes, she was trying to like be in our conversation. She goes, oh my God, I love, you guys are my favorites on Girl Code. And we're like, we haven't been on it yet. Oh, <laughs> do you remember yeah. that? We're like, we just had to be silent. Oh, yeah. That I was weird blinking at you like... Yeah, that was a weird scene. There was a, there were a bunch of people there where I was just like, I don't like these people. And I just felt like my energy in that room of being mixed and matched with like comedians and like mm-hmm. internet personalities or like kids of famous people yeah. who were being mixed and matched for this like potential E show to replace Chelsea were like soul draining energy drainers. And I just thought, I'm a loner. Well, I can't handle everyone this. Everyone was but I like you. starved for attention. In I that couldn't room. take it. And it just like depleted me and I couldn't do it. And I. They didn't. I didn't get that job. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. The job didn't end up being a thing. But so then we re meet. I mean, we re meet in New York when we're shooting Girl Code, and I think I saw you in the makeup room. And then you left, and I like didn't have any shows or anything that night. And I was like, oh my god, she left, and I didn't get her number. So then I text the guy who is in charge of whatever, getting our plane tickets or whatever he does, everything in charge of everything. Yeah. And I'm like, can I have her number? And then it takes a while because I know he had to text you to see if it was okay. Oh, probably. I don't think he did, but then you Facebooked me too. And I Facebooked you. you. I was just like, throttle. I wanted to hang out that night. I was like, I want to hang out right now. I loved it. Yeah. And then we went and got sushi and hung out. Did you have a good time? Because I felt like I, I'm such a loner, only child, weird. Like I get social anxiety one-on-one. Like to me, it's more natural to be doing this podcast, you know, because yeah. we're like being entertaining. We're trying to like tell the stories. Yeah, it's for another thing. It's for another thing. Yeah. And it's for work stuff kind of because yeah. it's like whatever. Uh, and I feel, but in real life, I just feel like, uh, I don't know, like maybe I could have been a letdown to no, what you, you wanted from me. No, no, no. You were great. It was so cool because it was like, I had never seen you before other than this week, right? And then I see you like twice in one month that's crazy and then you've had this whole career and this whole life that i have no clue about and you've done it over in la and i've been in new york so i don't really know this so it's so interesting i'm like there's all this shit to catch up on and you've had done so many things and it was really cool i love talking to you about your showtime thing and all that shit that's fucking so cool but go on so and then, so thank you it was really fun it was fun to talk shit and like talk about the biz and I loved it, but it was like a first date. Like it wasn't like yeah. our best to hang out. A first girl date. It was our, was well, it our takes first it takes me inviting you to do a podcast to hang out with you. Uh, this is fantastic. We, I'm glad you're here. Did we then go? Is that the day we went and met that woman? Oh, what woman? Lesbian uh, chick. Oh, that I was hanging out with. Yeah, she was your oh, boyfriend see, at the time. No, okay, it was my boyfriend's friend. I was having like a a blind girl date with my boyfriend at the time's friend in New York, that and I then crashed. and then you crashed, and I was like, thank God, because she was lovely. She was fine. Yeah, she was nice. You would have been so bored. I was like so happy for you because you were like, hey, what's going on? Hey, I'm Annie. Yeah. Oh, bada bing, bada boom. Like, that's my impression of you. I'm like wiggling Am here. I Chandler? <laughs> I'm Chandler. I always like Chandler the best. I always like mm-hmm. Ian or Ian Ziering, Steve Sanders. From you Beverly did? Co- he was my favorite in Beverly Hills. Did you have a crush now. on him? I had a crush on him. No. And I also had a crush on Chandler. Blonde guys. I don't Curly like I don't hair, like no bland guys. No, no thanks either. So now that I'm like a, I know who I am kind of and I'm a woman and my frontal lobe has formed a little bit more. I'm like, 
why didn't I have a crush on Luke Perry and Jason Priestley? They're Luke fucking Perry, babes. The way that he was like, I could get shot in a bank robbery was so hot to he's me. He's so fucking sexy. Which is fucked and he's up. like 40 when Television he Television is fucked up because I don't know if they still do it now because I don't watch kids TV, but like they fucked with us that when we were That wasn't kids girls. TV, Annie. That was like Beverly Hills 90210. Teen, teen TV. I don't really watch it anymore. They dealt with rape and cool but stuff, listen, but yes. Every once in a while they threw a little rape in there, but every guy that I had a crush on was a fucking terrible person. Was like illiterate like jared leto and uh Ugh, jordan catalano i mean i'll stand. never no i i was so in love with him when i was watching that show oh and then that teaches you to be into a guy who ignores an you and, and ignores you he's and, illiterate like, he couldn't read i was like he can't read oh my god i was Ugh. like like sliding off the couch next to my dad just like ah what she means is it's because she was so lubricated i was so, so much wet bad, all, so wet i couldn't watch it with my parents like i made them not watch the show because i was so horny watching uh jordan catalano so we're in new york we're shooting girl code we're on our blind girl date. No, we're right. on a blind. We're on our girl date. We walk around the city. We're having a chat. And then what happens? And then you go back and I go back. And then. And then I got cut out of girl code. And then you got cut out of girl code. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like horrified by. I was like, I was like your number one. I was like, where yeah, the fuck that, is Alexi? That was the problem. What did they tell you? Why did I get cut? I remember getting they that said, phone call. I'll, t- I'll tell you exactly what they said. Oh, man. They said that your storylines didn't fit in with the other girls. Which I understand. Because you're fucking like. Wah! Oh, I'm and like so- that. <laughs> But you, they just couldn't produce it into the other. They couldn't make it go seamlessly. But it wasn't. They all liked you and, and you said had, good things. Well, thank you very much. Okay, good. They did. Um, uh, I know. Oh, man. And I'm such a shit talker that I feel like they would talk shit with me. Like, I literally will go to the producer of the whole show and talk shit on one of the people he's cast. And I'm like, this cunt. <laughs> oh, see, oh, yeah, with well, the word cunt. You don't mind saying that, right? No, I was called it several times as a child. So, Oh, really? Me too. My dad called me a selfish cunt. That was like his nickname. That's, what I, that's actually what my dad has called me and my mom and all women in general. But uh, but I yeah. feel like we're allowed to use it. I was watching Beverly Hills Housewives, Real Housewives. Do you watch that show? I refuse to watch them because Why? I, listen, I watch all what I had. What's wrong with you? I was sick for a couple months recently and Where I watched okay. all. I watched every episode of Big Brother that's ever existed on YouTube, which is really a low point. Like, I'm talking, I was watching an episode of Big Brother, and they had the lower third appeared, and it was breaking, Twin Towers Have Fallen. Like, I mean, I was watching, like, pre-9-11 reality television. I mean, it was really a low time. Where were you watching this? On YouTube. And they had, was somebody recorded off their TV on their iPhone? Yeah, it was shitty recording. (laughs) Like, I mean, really, like, a low time. I was like, I get cluster headaches, so I have, like, a month or two months where I can't, like, do do my house. I just... No, I'm fine now. Okay. But, oh, did you say... You can't do anything. Yeah, I can't like, do anything. I have to just, like, cry with, like, an ice pack on my face. And my mom trying gets to those, myself. yeah. yeah. And so... Are you on antidepressants? No. Okay. But it was... It's... My dad used to get them. It's like... I don't know. It's a nightmare. So, They're supposed to be for men. It's weird. Most men... Most cluster men. headaches. But anyway... Cluster headaches are supposed to be so for men. So I watched... Listen, so at that time, I was, like, so fucking miserable, so depressed, and I just needed something to watch that I didn't have to think about at all. So you just watch, like... Big Brother's probably the worst reality TV that's ever existed. Like, Survivor is a great television show, and I... Everyone revisit it, please. It's my duty on this earth to get people to watch Survivor. I'll write that down. But so... Really do it. It's very good. But so I'm, like, at that low point, but there's, like... I've, I'm not saying that I'm a TV snob in any way. I watch garbage TV, but there's something about The Housewives where I'm, like... I know myself and I'm not, I can't go there. I love that show. And I also used to like the Kardashians and I'll tell you why. I'm an only child. I do feel like I have a bit of social anxiety, uh, even though I 
try to power through it by just like talking it mm-hmm. out, like having like a constant, I'm narrating my inner monologue right. or whatever, or I always have a compact on me and I look at myself mm-hmm. in the mirror to like, com- you know, and I'm just fine with it. I'm self-conscious. To feel like you have another person with you? No, that's a great, that's a great <laughs> way to put it. Yeah, I'm not alone. Actually, I have a joke or I don't even know if it's funny if I should call it a joke, but it's like, you're never really alone if you're always sitting in front of your like photo booth or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it's not, it's not really. Talking to yourself. Like, okay. the loneliest. That's actually the most alone. Um. <laughs> But I watch. I used to watch the Kardashians because I, I thought, wow, this must be what it's like to have sisters. Yeah. This is so cool to be in a family. And then I like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because, you know, I know the city in Los Angeles. Yeah. And it's, just, it's like, oh, they're going to all these places I'm aware of. Or And it's so fancy and ridiculous in these houses. And you get, like, insight into these worlds that are insane and just gross. Yeah. But um, my point, what the hell was my point? I don't, would you ever be, so you would never be a housewife? No. You would never, you don't even want to get I married. I don't want to get married. I just don't. Wait, I almost I... I proposed to my boyfriend. I proposed uh, not proposed, but I proposed an option when I was like panicking about not having, having health care. Yeah, because I'm not going to be able to get it till November now. Okay. So I was like, fuck, I just don't want to like have to like live in fear like this all the time anymore. And I was like, well, what if we got like married and divorced? And he like was like, ha ha. And then I like saw like light in his eyes and oh, I was good. like, oh, no, 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 no. Maybe you should get married. No, now. I don't want to. I don't want to. I couldn't sleep that night. I like I like woke him up. I was like, I'm really sorry I said that. And he was like. Oh. No, it's. He's like, why? It's not. And I'm like, I like, even though I was like, we'll get a divorce. Like, I jokingly was like to my parents, I was like, you should come to our divorce in November. But I don't. I just like don't want to. I don't. Like, you must be so confusing to your poor boyfriend. I feel so. No, I'm very. Bad. I'm very clear. <laughs> oh, you are clear. That's true. no, but that's not clear. Where you're like, we should get married. No, but for a very day. specific thing. Yeah, yeah, no, very I'm with specific you. thing. Wait, I don't know. Why did I ask you if you watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Huh. Hmm. If you can't answer, you have to take your shirt off again. If we can't figure this stuff out, Aristotle has to show us <laughs> his dick. <laughs> oh God! Um, don't show us your dick. Um, yeah, I don't even know where I'm going with this. We were okay. Wait, we were talking about we were, we were so on fire. Everything was so exciting. Oh, well, whatever. I'm just Aristotle's kidding. asleep right now. A- a- you know what? That's okay. He's like hung himself in the background. Like, Aristotle. <laughs> it's like a gust of wind because his body is just like, rocking back and forth. Uh. Um, what the hell was I going to say? Oh, the self conscious stuff. Blah blah blah. Girl code. Girl code. Oh, but then I remember like whatever. I got cut out of girl code. It's another dagger in my soul in Tinseltown. No big deal. Whatever. It's it makes not me a real tougher. Thing. It's it's just it's like I was actually talking about this with somebody like I pitch shows I've sold shows none of them have ever gone right. never been made and now it's gone and I, I remember the first time a show didn't go that Showtime you're, one you're talking about mm-hmm. and I just remember crying being like what I can't believe in tears now something doesn't happen and I'm like all right on to the next thing like it what do you, really is it's such like, like you you got to like learn those things and get those like reps of rejection and like give a fuck now. I remember yeah. I didn't get asked by I was doing Chelsea for like a year and a half oh, yeah. and the whole thing is like I would do it every three weeks and I would fly out and then I kind of moved here to do it oh, and love, then I but you her. never know she's really incredible she's a little bit like we're not talking shit about Chelsea lately I'm not talking shit. I'm telling okay, you good. exactly Just making what. making sure. No, no, no. But I'm telling you exactly how it goes, okay? okay? Okay, So you go into the show and you, like, I don't really know her at all. Um, but, like, you go in and it's like you you do the show, but it's like you can just not be asked back at any time. Like, oh, for wow. whatever reason. Scary. And you'll never know. Like, yeah. it could be, like, something she thought, something the producers thought, something the director of the show. Like, for any reason. So it's like you're living in this weird fear. And it was oh. my only credit at the time. Like, I pretty much was, like, plucked from, like... Open mics. Yeah, oh, I, really? They found me. Well, they found me. I mean, I was doing real shows. But How it was did like, that happen? Well, I did Montreal Comedy Festival. And, and then the booker saw me there. And then I did like a Fox showcase and he saw me. Okay. Well, I got to get to that. So wait, so you living in fear if you're going to do Chelsea lately. And so then... every time I do it, I'd be like, oh, and I was so scared I wasn't going to have that. I just wanted like one more credit, you know? Yeah. 
to so I didn't need to like rely on this because to me it was like so huge that I was yeah. on that show. I was like, this is so cool. And then I didn't get asked back for whatever reason. And I was like truly devastated. And I just tested for my first pilot. So I was like on this high Ugh. where I was like improvising with like Billy Crystal in his office. And I was like, what show oh was my that God, for? it was for the, the comedian, which I don't think is on anymore on yeah. FX. Yeah. But it was like really like this amazing. I was like meeting all of these like really like, oh like God. real famous people, which I never like. Even though I've always been confident in my like in myself and that I could go the distance or whatever, like I never really like envisioned meeting these like heroes and, and then, like and then it's like you're validated. You're like, oh, I must be good. I must like I'm but being accepted. I, but I have such imposter syndrome. I'm like, they don't realize like uh, they we must all have thought do. I was someone yeah. else. You know? How do you think I even after we do this podcast and you know I'll yeah. read one negative comment on the internet, I'll be like, I'm a fraud. Right, what am I even trying right, to do? Right, I don't right, belong right. here. You know? But go on. So. Um, but so I didn't get asked back to that and I didn't get the pilot on the same day. And it was like, I remember saying to my manager, if I get the pilot, I'm not going to do Chelsea anymore because I want to like leave because I couldn't deal with the fear. I was like, I just want to like leave on my own. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to have to like worry about that all the time. But I mean, they wouldn't have, you wouldn't have had to like have them reach out and be like, she's not doing it anymore. You could have just not not had the fear. You could have just not been available. Oh yeah, I could have done that. Or you could just squash the fear and know you're great. It was just so scary. Just the the place I was at in my, in my career and the, the environment the way that I saw that environment was like, it was just really like, it was. Well, that's what I'm going to ask. I will. Okay. Going back to like how we know each other. So we're both back in LA. Mm-hmm. I got cut out of girl code. We, now we're in each other's lives. And then I go, I was like, Siri, because you're a horrible text backer. You're a horrible return it's texter. I have it's ADD fine. And if I'm driving, I can't no, text No, I you get back. it. And I actually appreciate it and respect you for it. Because mm-hmm. it seems like it makes me feel like you're not like addicted to your phone and like just living on your phone, which is like the better way to be. But I remember texting you and, and I got a text back and I had asked you, when are you going to perform next? And you were performing at the improv. I... I can't even believe I'm such a flake most of the time. I just want to mm-hmm. like I get home at the end of the day and I'm like, I don't want to go out again. I just want to yeah. be home. But I was like, fuck, I want to see her do comedy. So I go to the improv and saw you do stand up for the first time. And I was just like so blown away by what a badass you are. You're oh, so thanks. funny. Your command of the crowd. You're just like such a. And so, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm glad like, I didn't bomb. I mean, that's not... happened to me before where people oh. are like, I just want to see you do stand up for the first time. Oh. And it's just like I come to the show. It's like three people and they're like really oh, mad at that me. That is scary. But then someone goes up after me and like crushes no. people. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, I'm like, I swear I like professionally do this. But oh my God. But I, and I remember like, I couldn't believe it. You like came outside, met me, had a chat with me. And I'm thinking oh my god she needs to get focused like she shouldn't be she's you're so accommodating and wonderful your manager was there which i think for me if i were doing stand-up at the improv which i'm totally way too weak and will never do because that's <laughs> terrifying to me uh and i'm not a stand-up but uh anyway i i just couldn't believe how you know you were so calm you had everything together you had your representation there it's all very fancy or whatever Did I not have a good set i feel like no, if my on. manager was there i no, bombed no Let's see. That's how you see yourself. That's yeah. going to change. Whenever they're there, I'm like, ugh. My no. agent's there. I'm like, oh, Jesus. No, it was your agent and your manager, and I totally got along with your manager. Is he married? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I was like, oh, my God, maybe I'm single. <laughs> oh, my God, really? I'm just, That's no, the I'm funniest totally, couple. I'm just, I'm just joking. And he's by the way, so I, short. I've sw- I know. He's too short, and uh, I've sworn off dating for 2016, but we'll oh, revisit okay. that in a moment. Um, but, and you had a great set. Like, you had an amazing set. You're so, so, okay, you talk about being scared you won't be back on Chelsea. Right. Uh, having this high where you're like in the mix for being uh, on this pilot. Right. At the time. And like, and then how gut-wrenching it can be when you kind of fall from that high. Right. Or when, well, I when thought things... I was done. I was like, I'm done in Hollywood. And then I got my cluster headaches. And I was like, so then I like went through that. And then I had like, it's a forced depression when you get the cluster headaches. It's forced. Oh, like, it is? You're shoved into your, because if I leave my house, like if I had a job or something, I could have someone drive me around and yeah. like. I would have to work or whatever because they only last 15 minutes to sometimes they're like two hours. Yeah. I've had like a nine hour one, which makes me want to kill myself. But like 
You're, it's just it's just a miserable but, it's just a miserable. But what I want to know is you're so t- I see you as this person who's like so strong, got her shit together. You've got this like you know you're really funny. You've got it. Not only are you funny, but you just seem so brave, like this badass, brave, like powerhouse. So I want to know like so you, do you get in? I mean, it's going to be a long question, mm-hmm. right? Do you get insecure? Do you worry if people hate you? Uh, do you spiral? Do you like oh I'm not good enough? You said I, I suffer mm-hmm. from like uh, imposter syndrome. Yeah. So tell me about the shit that you, you know, when you're rocking back and forth at home by yourself and how you get through that to get back up on stage and be brave again. Like, it's so much like meditation. I th- like what? I think that, I mean, I, yeah, I have like crippling insecurities you and do. I get, I get really depressed and I, I mean, I'm for a fact, I know a lot of people hate me and it does bother me. Um, but what happens is usually when that stuff actually like affects me and I let it like hurt me is when I'm not working hard enough like when it's something I'm not doing it's like I'm really pissed at myself and I'm like seeing myself in this low image and so then I'm like I'm starting to agree with the people that hate me because people are going to hate me like I had some fucking girl told people I fucked some guy to get into the Montreal Comedy Festival which I found out several years later she said which it's like like one I would never ever I'm not that confident in my sexual Ah. prowess that I could fuck my way into anything I think I could fuck my way out of something but it's like I would never do that, and I would never, um, and I would never, like, and I got, like, I was the unrepped group, which means we had to, like, pay our own way. Like, you think I fuck someone, and then they made me buy my own plane ticket? Like, it, I didn't even get in the good one? Like, there's, like, all these things, like, these cutting things that women will do. But I can look at that and be like, because I know I've worked really hard, and I, like, and I busted my ass for that, and be like, that's someone who's jealous, and they're trying to justify why they didn't get that, right? Yeah. And it's a shitty rumor to start, because it's one that can stick with your career it can. forever. Yeah. Which... It's a that's such a small scale experience, even though it was a huge deal then. But um, like there's things like that. But if I'm feeling like like if I had fucked him once, if I fucked any like if I had done if there was any truth in that that I really believed, it would have like crushed me, you know. And so it's like, you know, and people will hate me for whatever. But it's like as long as I know that I'm like working the hardest I possibly can and I'm putting out the most uh, the most honest and best material that I can. It's it's fine. Like I can get through it. But I definitely like. It's just when I believe the voices, you know, so it's like I did because I came from I was living in New Mexico um, and I was just drinking and I was just like fucking like all these like kitchens. I mean, I'm not even kidding, like just fucking the kitchen staff, like just fucking anyone just like being so I just had no like respect for myself, no like real like reason to be alive. Like I would just like I just partied all the time and I was like there were crazy stories and it was funny and all that stuff. But I wanted to do comedy. It was in the back of my head. And I was just like, I crashed my motor scooter. I had a scooter I would drive around Santa Fe and I crashed it really bad. And I woke up one morning, like I blacked out and I just, my face was, I have a scar on my chin from it. My face was like cut open. I had these cuts all over my face and like wounds on my head. And I crashed it twice that week. I had road rash all over my tits, like almost lost a nipple, like just really, really, really bad. Like could have died very, very easily. And um, I had called my whole family that night when I was in a blackout and been like, I need to go to rehab because I was just like this. I just would wake up and drink. I would wake up and drink. I would check for my teeth to see if my teeth were in and then I would drink and I would just wake up bleeding all the time and just like really like would be dead. And I was just like overweight. Like there was just no I just had no self-worth. So um, they I was like I called them in the morning. I was like, hey, sorry about like calling you last night. I don't want to go to rehab or anything. I was just drunk. Disregard. And they did like they never sent me to rehab. They were just like, you'll be okay. Oh, right. And because they didn't it's it's hard for them because if they admit that I have a problem, then it's like they feel like it's their fault. Yeah. So um, I ended up um, moving to New York a couple 
like maybe a month later, which was really hard. I never Santa Fe really sucks in. I'd move back. You there born in times. Santa Fe? Mm-mm. I went to school there, and I just would move and then go back and move and go back because it's so easy to live there because there's no bar set, so you can't like you can't you fail just... or succeed. Oh, there. oh man, it's a pause button. Should... Oh my god, how but horrible it's... for Santa Fe! It's de... no, it's a cool, it's an interesting magical place because yeah. of that. But it's like you you hit the pause button and then you leave and you realize no one else, everyone else was like was like accelerating at full speed and you're like fuck I have to like catch up which I think is actually good for me because that's why I was able to put so much hard work in when I did start working because I felt like I had missed out on all these years like blacking out and all that stuff so I was like catching up so I've moved to New York which I couldn't believe I did and I moved I'm living on my friend's couch and I'm talking about wanting to do comedy and no one and I'm and I'm not doing it you know and I'm just like drinking day drinking all that meeting people like hooking up with random dudes like how old are you then I was 24 five yeah or 20 yeah 25 and so um finally my friend is like you have to go do an open mic you've been talking about it so much you have to do one open mic so I go do an open mic I drop my set list I mean it was just like all like I think every punch I was like dick cheese like it was just terrible Ooh, God. right and but I dropped my rank? set list and yeah maybe I could throw that back in oh. I might be able to rework it so you're at the open mic but so I do the open mic and I drop I go up to go up and I drop my set list and so I get up on stage and I just black out. I just complete stage fright. And I'm like... Not even from alcohol, just from fright. Yeah, just from fright. Okay. I mean, I was a little drunk, but yeah. But And I just was like, couldn't remember what I was going to say. And I think I just like cursed at people and yelled at people and was like... And then got off the stage, right? And then this this comedian who had gone up, who I didn't think was funny at all, comes up and is like, don't worry, young lady. Like, we all have hard times, which is the truth, right? The advice he's giving me is not wrong, but I'm like... At this point, I'm so bitter and I'm so angry because I wanted this to be my career. Like there was never like a question of whether this was going to be what I was going to do for my whole life. So I took it so seriously when I had that first bomb and I was like, you know, like you don't fucking get it, dude. Like and he was trying to just like I mean, he was trying to calm me down into fucking him pretty much. So he was like buying me drinks and stuff. And I was like, dude, I'm an alcoholic. Please stop buying me drinks because I'll drink everyone you get. Oh, man. And so he kept buying me drinks, kept buying me drinks. And then I ended up waking up in his apartment in Bushwick in the snow on his air mattress, fully clothed. I didn't fuck him or anything. And um, I just like went back to his house. It's like so embarrassing. And um, and I and I woke up in the morning and I realized that like I knew that I couldn't sleep with open micers if I started sleeping around I would get a bad reputation and no one would ever respect me so I knew that as like a rule I couldn't do it and I knew that even though I didn't fuck this guy people were gonna think I fucked him he lived with like other comics and I was just like humiliated and I was like all right I can't ever drink again. I like woke up on his air mattress and looked around I was like I'm never drinking again. that's when you stopped drinking that's when I stopped drinking oh my god and now you had the motor scooter crashes that didn't oh, stop nope. you I just wanted to do comedy. I just wanted to do comedy so bad. And what? And then you, you, oh my God. And so I just like knew, I was like, I can't do it. And I listened, I had listened to this, um, like productivity self-help book thing that a therapist would give me. Brian Tracy is my hero. Oh wow. It's called goals. Listen to it. It's amazing. Okay. Um, but he, it was all about like, it was just like a lot of lessons that were like, you know, it's all about hard work. Nobody has anything more than you. It's just about reps and getting hard work in and all that stuff and not, and not having self-limiting beliefs and like really like dreaming big and like having your goals and writing them every day and being really driven. And I realized I couldn't drink and do and get the things I wanted. So I quit drinking and then I went back to that open mic the week later and that guy was on, had just gotten off stage, right? Ugh. And I walk in and the host is like, he doesn't see me and he goes, well, um, well, well, something like, well, when that girl comes, we'll have to retell that story or something. And I went, who, me? 
right? I unzipped my thing and I like threw it down. I was like, you fucking, I wanted it so bad. I was like, I will fight you all. Like you will not disrespect me. You will not fucking do this. And I find out that he had gone on stage and made it sound like I sucked his dick. Like really like told the whole story, said this whole thing, like, and made me look so bad. So I went on stage and I was like, I went, I remember I asked him how to pronounce his last name and I went on stage and I was like, I was like, listen, I've woken up, um, on park benches in winter, not knowing how I got there. I've woken up um, with my face bleeding. Like, I've checked for my teeth every morning. I've never considered quitting drinking until I woke up on, I said his full name's Air Mattress, so fuck you. And I didn't suck your dick, and I, like, dropped the mic. It was like a drop the mic uh, drop the mic. And then from then on, it was like, I felt like I was, like, fighting everyone. You know what I mean? Like, I was, like, fighting to, like, be respected and stuff. And it was like, I think it really pushed me. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people hate me because of it, but... I mean, I just was like, I will get these things. I will. And not, like, get the things. Like, I will earn them. I will work hard. I will get them. Do you still... I have two questions. Do you still feel like you live your life in kind of, like, a vigilant way? Is that how you, like, mm-hmm. operate to this day? Like, right? Like I think I'm, like, I'm like always seeking justice and yeah. trying to be, like... Why is... So why did you drink so much, do you think? What was your... I mean, why did you... First of all, why did you... Yeah, why were you drinking so much? I think it started probably from boredom, but also I I had so much anxiety around schoolwork and and I was so such a bad student and I and I was a juvenile delinquent growing up. So I mean, I, were your parents cool? Were they nice? Was it a fucked yeah, up family? Yeah, my parents were cool. I mean, boundaryless. Like I tell my dad, like because my dad was I call him one of the unfathered because his his dad like left his family when he was little and then he never had like an authority figure, like a man's authority, and he just I think a lot of his like. You know, he has a lot of anger towards women. I think it's because his mom would try to. Oh, that sounds like my upbringing would, and my dad with his would mom. Try to, would try to, you know, discipline him. And he'd be like, fuck you, bitch. You know what I mean? Like, And so my dad was always, he's always like, he has no respect for authority, which it's so funny. Like, I mean, he really is one of the funniest people. And But he ended up working his way up. He worked as a, the treasurer of the University of Pennsylvania. Oh my god, my dad went to University of Pennsylvania. Yeah, my dad was born in Bryn Mawr. Maybe, oh, really? Maybe my dad knows... How old is your dad? My dad is 74. My dad is 83. Oh, we got old dad syndrome. I that's know. another thing that's life-ruining. That's, that's crazy that you say that because I had Neil Strauss on the podcast, uh, and and uh, well, I don't even know if it has anything to do with the story I'm about to tell you, but uh, whatever. Uh, my my uh, Anything. I, in my intro, I talk about how... Uh, I grew up with tons of fear that my dad was always going to die. Yeah. Like I always had the secret fear as a yep. kid. Did you have that too where it's like mm-hmm. you're in elementary school, you're like, yeah. nobody else's dad looks like my dad. Oh my god, my dad but my dad won't die because he's so angry. I feel like that <laughs> venom just like keeps him alive and it's my like My dad's just so joyous and funny now that he can't like he's just like he's just so he really like aging and retiring. I think like the work pressure was like really, really hard on him and that's where the like verbal abuse and stuff happened when I was little. And to you? He, yeah. Oh, and then he and then he became this like wonder. He's like pretty much the perfect person. I talk to him every like he's my favorite human. Making him laugh like makes my heart like it's he's just like my favorite human. And we just have a really like really, really close, wonderful relationship. Now you do. Yeah. Right. But when you're brought up, it was verbal abuse. But I did always I always wanted his, you know, his approval. I mean, as all girls, I think. But, you know, I think that that like shaped a lot of everything and my mom it was like crazy was and hectic she was there i mean she took care of us i mean my dad had a like a really busy job and my mom took care of us but my mom was like fucking out of her mind batshit crazy because she was overwhelmed so she had my brother was two and a half when my twin and i were born so then she had three kids under the age of three 
and it was just too much. My dad worked long hours and he would come home and he didn't want to like hang out with kids. He didn't like kids, you know? Oh, so he was there, but not present. But then he would mean. get home at like nine, you know, cause he has such bad ADD. It would take him forever to get work done. And he's so charming. He literally taught me to charm. You can be friendly and nice and people will not hold you accountable for your work, which was a nightmare and not actually necessarily a good lesson to learn. Um, That's crazy because I feel like my dad is so charming and also so mean and also an old dad. But that thing about being charming, like, I feel like that's how I survive as well. Yeah. Like, I'm a changeling and, like, I feel like the, uh, I can like, turn into whatever another person me- needs right. me to be or draw them out of a shell. I can't do that. I wish I could. Well, or I, I, I love, like, putting my attention on, like, an introvert or somebody right. and then, like, pulling them out of their right. shell. Yeah, no, it's fun to make people feel comfortable. And then I don't have to talk about me. Right. And it seems like I'm always talking, but most of the time I'm asking questions about somebody right. else so I can kind of just, like, You are reflect. a question asker. I do because I don't. You know, people say uh, whatever. Anyway, so this is all interesting. But yeah. the, the charm, the charm factor, how your dad's so charming. But, but, uh, you but guys yeah, are good but now. then he yeah, something about retiring and getting older. He just became like so he's like really like wise and kind. And he's like in all these men's groups and he's always mentoring people. And he's like he has this great relationship with my boyfriend. And he's just like, but so you think you drank a lot because boredom. And I, then drank, also I started up. drinking. I mean, I started drinking when I was. 12 oh. I was like 13 I used 13. to do this I used to do this trick when I was 12 or 13 where I take my dad's vodka because I like vodka drinks uh-huh. uh, but I'm trying not to drink this year I'm trying 2016 no dating no booze no drinking because I feel like I'm just sharper it keeps me the hangovers mm-hmm. are too horrible now it's really uh, an really. amazing feeling to not drink I'm 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 excited about it but uh, it's really really been great um <laughs> uh it has you're gonna enjoy it i'm excited uh I, I i would take when i was like 12 or 13 i would take my dad's vodka bottle out of the freezer uh pour it into an empty like water bottle mm-hmm. and then fill it back up with water and then mm-hmm. break it so i'd be like oh no it fell out of the freezer i'm so sorry <laughs> He's like, why do you always drop it He's yeah. like, you need to wash your hands this you is crazy on your hands I mean, but then it's like you know he wouldn't realize that i'm just like taking it to a party right. or like, getting wasted yeah. with my friends but um yeah, we used that. to drink in school too. We would get, we would like empty out. One of us, my parents didn't have liquor in the house when I was in high school, thank God. But, um, you know, my dad had Xanax. I would steal Xanax and we would snort it and like steal cars and stuff. We were just so bad. Wait, what happens when you snort Xanax? Um, nothing good. No, it's great. It's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so wait. But we are all over the place. We were just, I mean, I know, I don't, oh, I, we're talking about why I ended up drinking so much. So um, in high school, I also had like, my first it was a school for juvenile delinquents so i went there in in ninth grade i skipped they let me skip eighth grade and go into the high school and um i went into ninth grade and i had a boyfriend right away and i was like so i just felt really grown up at 14 which is just so fucking wrong and not true i just was like i was so i did have like a little bit of a a confidence strong point of view but as early as 14 exactly (laughs) yeah i really did i mean i did because they fought my parents were i had uh, I was tactile defensive and I had, I was like on the spectrum for You're Asperger's. What defensive? Tactile defensive. So I didn't like to be touched and I didn't like certain socks and stuff when I was little. So I'd always have like temper tantrums and I always felt like I wasn't being listened to. Like people weren't like listening to my needs. And now I understand like they can't because they're trying to manage the rest of their lives. But I really was just like this kind of this, always had this like anxiety and this energy and this like anger and just like wanting to be heard. And so I always had that. 
Is that because your parents weren't listening? Your dad was busy. Your mom was overwhelmed. I think that. And I'm sorry, I hugged you when you came in here. No, Do you still I have can hug that? now. No, no, no. I'm okay, fine. Okay. I did like weird like occupational therapy and stuff. You and, did? Yeah, they like, had to like rub this. Um, it looked like a car buffer. It was like this furry, vibrating, like but like a machine, not like a to get dildo. You, to get you and comfortable they would put touching it all over my because it, it was so uncomfortable. They desensitized me. They just gave me the worst feelings. That so I you could didn't have. get any joy from my hug today because you couldn't even feel it. No, it was the most delightful hug. I, mean, I don't even I know don't if we remember did. we had. I don't even think. I don't, we, I don't even think hug. we did. I think I was stretching in the corner when you, you got here. You were stretching, and I was like, "Get away from me! Don't touch don't me! Don't touch me! But show me your boobs." But so I had all these like emotional problems as a kid, and I was always like kind of in trouble. So in my head, I had this image: I'm a bad person. I'm a bad person. I'm a bad person. So then I go on to middle school, and it's just you know, middle school's whatever. Um, and then I go to high school. And I'm, you know, because I'm in middle school, I started smoking cigarettes in the bathroom and I started acting out and stuff. And menthols. So menthols, yes. Uh, I think I had Newport lights at that point. Cool. Or maybe Marlboro menthol lights. Very but I was cool. like, I, total, I know you can't really say wigger anymore, but I don't know what the other word is for it. <laughs> so you can bleep it and you guys <laughs> can just assume what it We're is. We're not bleeping wigger. But <laughs> I just like, there's no other fucking word for it. So I mean, I was total wigger. I mean, I, I just had the lip liner and everything. And so I go into high school it's already like. A yeah, it was like a chola, but oh, it's so, Philly. That was but it's so Philly. white how I said that. A chola. We didn't have, I mean, Philly was like more, you know. But so I go into high school, like, I already have this image in my head where I'm like, I think I could be like really good at being bad. Like, I'm not going to be good at being good, right? But I could be like really kind of awesome at being like a fucking badass because I already have this like mentality where I'll like fight with a teacher. You know, like nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm going to fucking shut you down. And so I go into high school and being like, oh my God, like being bad's cool. Right. Jared Leto is like the boy I want to date. You know what I mean? Like Ugh. all these things are kind of coming together where I'm like, I am idolizing that. And you don't think when you're a kid, like the grown up version of that is like you're in prison or you're dead or you're like a drug addict on Skid Row. But like, you weren't even identifying with Ryan Graff, who was also bad. I mean, I of course I was identifying okay, with her. Cool. She was the coolest. So you've always been like vigilant. You've always not just from that open mic when you stopped drinking with that bonehead. Mm-hmm. You've always it seems like you've always been coming oh. at life where you're like, I'll fucking fuck with you. Well, like, I, oh. got, I was sexually assaulted by my teacher in high school. You he were? Like, yeah. I dated my high school teacher. You dated him? We no, only, I was like, a, we, like we didn't really like, date. We made out at the He like jerked day. off on me when I didn't want like I was like, ah. Oh my but, God. How old are you when that happened? I was 16. 16? Listen, so he did that to me. And I remember my thought process being like, to me, like, does he think I'm not going to fucking seek justice? And it was like, you know, it was like a hard situation. I remember I had to like, I, I took a couple weeks. I like thought about it. I, hold like, on. Hold on. You're mm-hmm. 16. I'm 16. Let's just slow the, how, how did you end up being he jerked my, off on He was by my your art teacher. teacher and he said he wanted to draw me nude. And I wanted to say no, but I felt like if I said no, I'd be accusing him of being a pedophile. Like, I felt like if, if I said no. Okay, this is important just to, like, to say this. And I feel right. this way because I feel like I've had to struggle and I continue to do this, do this with being a people pleaser. I right. used to be so afraid to say yeah. no. I, always, I still struggle with it. I still struggle with always assuming everybody's mad at me. Mm-hmm. Are they mad at me? Oh, my God, are you mad at me? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So, like... You were too, you, you, your intuitive voice inside right. you said, like, do not fucking do this. Don't let him draw me nude. Right. But if I say no, that he's will, gonna, he's going to get mad right. at me and think that I'm calling him a pedophile, and which he fucking sc- was. And you're in high school, which is like, you're still like developing who you are. And like people's insults can stay with you forever. Yeah. Like people could say like, you have a shitty nose. And then your whole life, you think you have a shitty nose. Like, yeah. Do you know are what I mean? Looking, I looking feel, at my nose? I'm, I'm looking at your eye when I say it. So you don't think that I'm talking about your nose. Oh, I love my nose. You have a great nose. I'm fine. But like, you know, it's like, it's like you're at that point where it's like, it just can like, it can really stick with you. So I just was like, so even though I like, I don't know if people could tell. 
that I was self-conscious. I was so self-conscious. You were so self-conscious. So I think then, that's what teen- teenagers are. But he asked you to... So he asked me to, to let him draw me nude. And he and then he sat on me and jerked off on the back of my so legs. So you walked And I was in, in shock. Hold on. We're at his house. It's like a really long It's story. at his house? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just a his few wife beats. was tutoring me. His okay, hold on. His wife would tutor me. She was it's a fucking juvenile delinquent school, so everyone's like you call them by their first names. There's no boundaries. Oh, I hate that the first name even the grown up the parents would be like, Hey, if you're gonna smoke and smoke pot and try alcohol, do it at our house. We're yeah, cool parents. My parents I, were kinda like that. Ugh, I've always hated those parents. I've always been even when I was a teenager and I would go to those houses, like be friends with the kids who yeah. had parents like that. I I even judged them then. I'd yeah. be like What's up with their fucking well, my weird best parents? friend in high school and that at that high school who she's a fucking terrible person and things went down bad, but she, but I kind of don't blame her because of her upbringing. We went to her, we would go to her house and her parents would like let us take acid. Like it wasn't just like smoking a little pot. Like they were like, let us do fucking anything. Oh, I don't. I think I, I think that's how I did acid. And one of my friends who lived in, she lived who in, lets their children whose lived, brains aren't developed do fucking I know. acid. She lived in Northridge. Her parents let us use the pool house. I Maybe we her big 14. sister. I, I think I was like 14 or 15. No, mm-hmm. 15, 15. We did acid in, in a pool house. I don't like acid. I never need to do that again. But wait, so intuitively you're getting tutored. The dude has a wife. Right. Intuitively, you know, I don't want to do this, but, but you're too afraid to say. But they would buy us weed and stuff. Like, it was like they were, like, bringing us in. I just want to go to this story because I just right. feel like it's such a life lesson if they're, like, g- young girls listening to this. Because right. I feel like they do. I've been getting lots of, like, n- emails and direct right. direct messages on Instagram. But it's from, cool, from, right? From young girls being like, it's oh, my cool God. It's cool to I'm... be in this place. I like being the age that I am and yeah. having, like, like, younger girls. Well, do you know that I even. It's nice. I accidentally did something so stupid the other day. I, I intuitively I went, I don't want to go to this guy's back to this guy's house because mm-hmm. what's that going to lead to? And I still did it, and I'm in my 30s, and and I was like, I know he's going to try to make out with me. Yeah, he, we're gonna, he's you know, we're adults, we're gonna end up in the bed. I know where this goes. Yeah, and the rejection just gets like it gets scarier yeah. the further you go on, but it's like it's so impossible. And I went into his bed. I, I went into his bedroom. We laid down, and I felt the weight of him on his body. I did this probably twice in the past like mm, year. Mm-hmm. Here, uh, and then I, I, I had to, I pushed this guy off, and I went, I, I don't want to, I, I just want to go. I'm just gonna call an Uber. I want to go, and then yes. I realized, like, oh my god, what if they don't get up? Yeah, they're a lot bigger than me. What if mm-hmm. they don't? Oh my god, why did I do? I knew I didn't want to make out right. with him. Now I'm in the situation. Yeah. Now I'm kind of scared. Yeah, I'm just gonna trust that it's not gonna be fucked up, and he's gonna be cool, and he's not a fucking rapist and uh, monster. But why didn't I didn't listen to that intuitive right. voice like from right here that was telling me from the get go, don't do that. And I feel like it's so important, like because right. lots of girls are in the same situation you're in uh-huh. when you're like my art school teacher. I'm too afraid to say no. I don't want to offend him. Right. I don't, I don't want to make him this feel bad. Scumbag. Who gives a shit? With so this I'm going to put myself in that situation. So st- everybody, please listen to your intuition. Also, so what's so funny when I think back on like everything I felt in high school and and all of that, like wanting these people to like me and all this oh. stuff. I don't talk to any of. Of course, people. who cares? They're not fuck? my life. I don't give a fuck what they're doing. If they want to watch me on TV and feel shitty about some things they said to me, they can. If not, if they never know that I'm doing anything in my life, I don't. It's not like a revenge career. Like I just don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, they just mean nothing to me. And it's so funny that they were like I was. It like, mattered it's to so you. important that these people. So so let's take that over to now, where now you're an adult. Mm-hmm. I'm an adult. This is what I was trying to talk about before, where it's like if somebody you know who maybe goes to auditions, or is there also mm-hmm. another comedian, a guy or a girl or whoever they are. Uh, s- 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 says something weird to you it hasn't make it a cutting remark or you hear they're talking shit about you or looks at you the wrong way or you or you just start spiraling thinking maybe they don't like me do you still have thoughts like that right or and, and yeah i do i also feel like there's a there's you, a mental illness that comes with being a performer and i'm very it's it's pretty easy for me to like see it in other people so 
you know, there's a difference between your friends and the shitty friends, you know, like, so it's like your friends, oh, I got the show on E and they're like, yay, that's awesome. You know, like you were happy for me and you went out for the same fucking And I thing. fucking got booted from the right, job. We were exactly. both on. I was like, yeah, but I'm not, that's like I don't, real, I'm not like Right, that. exactly. So when you get those like looks or those people that are like, Ugh, like, like that reaction, I cut them completely out of my life. But what about your own conversation that might not even be okay. based in reality where you're like i want do you do the thing i'm just uh, i don't want to feel less alone because yeah, i do this yeah, yeah, this yeah. is something i struggle with and i feel like a lot of people do where idle time maybe you said it before if you're not busy enough if you're not right. working hard enough uh idle time and having just wondering if people like you're being self-conscious or insecure or needing validation if you ever do go through that or if you ever do like have moments of of that is how do you combat that? Is you just work harder, or you do, med- you do or do you meditate, or how do I you get do out meditate, of that? But I, you know, I go through like everything's ebbs and flows with me, and it's and it's very much like if I am working hard, and if I think that I am using like every ounce of my energy to do the things and create the things that I want, I you cannot penetrate my shield. Oh, like you cannot busier. get me. Yeah, you just can't because I'm proud of myself, okay. and I know, and I think about it, and it's like it's so difficult because even when I am in my depressions and stuff, I need to like look back. I have to have these moments where it's really nice to like talk to people that knew me before I did comedy, before I quit drinking, because I was like a fucking nothing. Like I was like, I was like gonna die. I was like fucking everyone. I was like wasted all the time. I mean, I literally checked for my teeth in the morning. Like I was like losing, like and like really, really, really bad. Just terrible things happening to my body, like problems with my teeth because like just things like really like doing bad things to myself. And the fact that I got out of that town and I was able to like that I've gotten to the place that I am. It's like I need to just like have these moments where I'm like, it's a fucking miracle. I'm here. Like, it's a fucking miracle. I fucking busted my ass. I worked super hard Mm -hmm. and I got here and I need to let myself have that because what I do is I stop looking at it like that. And I just look at it like, well, I haven't. Like, oh, now I'm just coasting or whatever. I'm like, keep coasting yeah. off that. Like, I haven't enough. done it. So yeah. I need to get back into those places where I'm like, remember your goals. Remember what you want. Work on them every day. Um, and that's where my self-love comes. Oh, is that's fr- good. It's through work ethic and, and that sort of thing. But so, but when I do, if I am in one of those low places where I haven't written a new joke or I'm, I'm like, just doing the same old set and I'm, I don't feel like I'm learning anything on stage or I'm not, like, taking risks or I haven't um got anything done in my life and I'm eating shitty and I'm not exercising and I'm like doing all these things that you know I gained like when I moved here I gained 20 pounds I mean I'm 20 pounds over the weight that I was right now mm-hmm. you are you look beautiful yeah you look but beautiful. I'm exercising now so I think my confidence is making me look your skinny. skin is so beautiful and you're glowing I mean you're, I, you I are. have makeup on no you're glowing it's I put on like a lot of makeup I like wanted you to see my new makeup oh my god I put mascara on before the show and I went why am I doing this I like wanted you to, I was like I want to see my new makeup <laughs> you, you look I really great. did I was you like look, I wanted to see it you look effortless <laughs> you look effortless oh my god it's so exhausting being a woman but i kind of love it but we have to do so much stuff here's the thing i've been thinking about recently because i do hate the vanity i try to fight the vanity fight the vanity i try to not post the selfies i know meanwhile we both have i i love posting selfies but i want to say i don't do fucking facetune i want to talk about facetuning with you and selfies but go on i do like an aging purpose facetune do you tune it down you no, I'll face put face down? on like, and I'll give myself like green eyes, like just really like, like bright, like ice eyes, and like, like the just... lips are always a little off, like they never quite get the lipstick on your lips. Um, oh wait, where are we going with this? But though? anyway, so but what I was saying, what I was thinking today is like, I go through these like these thoughts with with image and stuff and being a girl, and, and I think about like, oh, I really want to like look a certain way or whatever, and then I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to look a certain way. But I also feel like in the past few weeks, I've been really like focusing again and like really trying to like. I've been working out with a trainer. I've been eating well. I've been um, focusing on my work and writing and stuff. 
And I feel like so much better. And now I feel like I want to look good because I respect myself. Oh, that's good. I like like, that. Yes. Not in a way that's like, yes. And as far as like training and losing weight, I don't ever want to be just like a skinny. Like I want to like, look. you don't want to be like me, me, like super skinny. I want to be castable. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I want to be castable, but Which I'm not, I am not. I but I don't have your body type. Like I would never. Have I don't that have body the body type. type you think that I have. I have hips, and I don't want to talk about this anymore. You, We're I don't have a beautiful body, down. but yeah. But it's on. like you know, and it's and I just I try to not compare myself to other people, and I try to just like it's like this is like a one man show, you know, and I'm trying to like get there, and not obviously I want to help people, and I and I want friends, and I want to collaborate <laughs> and stuff. I don't mean like like narcissistic. No, no, like, I this get is it. Just mine, but it's like I try to just like put the blinders onto the competition stuff but it is hard for me because it's i'm a competitive person you mm-hmm. know i have a twin brother i like played sports What's like he, it's just he works at a um at comcast Sportsnet. all right i'm already bored anyway this is <laughs> cool i works in sports tv this is something i was uh thinking about uh last night i did something whatever i like did some performance thing and there's a guy there and you know i'm saying i'm not dating for 2016 but there's this guy who I thought was really fascinating. I respect him a lot. Oh, he draws. And you draw, too. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I just want to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. I just remembered it. You know, stream of, fun. stream of consciousness. Yeah. Um, we're at a comic book store, too, and people mm-hmm. drawing. Okay, so. <laughs> it's cool. Well, we, we both just looked over at, like, the cartoon of Chris Hardwick that's and Jonah, cool, yeah. Jonah Ray. Who's the other guy? That is. Who? Matt Myra. He's cool. Matt Myra. Um, He's awesome. I just met him a little while ago. Well, I met this guy yesterday. And we're flirting and we're friends on Instagram, but we had never met in real life. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of exciting. And he's much taller and more, way more handsome than I thought he would ever be. And I was just, I've, I've been excited to meet him at some point uh, in real life. And then after the show, I was so tired. Everybody's going to a bar, him included. I just instinctually, I, I wasn't even thinking of my brain. I, I just got in my car and I drove home immediately because I was tired. I wanted to prepare for the show. I had shit I wanted to do. I wanted to watch fucking Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in the back. I took care of myself. I did what I wanted to do. Back in the day, if I were, if I had been drinking uh, and just like hormonal and boy crazy, like I've, you know, I've slept with so many guys. I've always like led with like, oh, I got to go to sleep, but like I got to chase the guy. Yeah. That's it's the goal. FOMO, FOMO, FOMO. That's the goal. That's the goal. Oh, yeah. I hate that fear of missing out thing. I, I don't have that now. But uh, I was just so, I was just thinking how different and how far I've come mm-hmm. where it's like, oh my God, years and years ago. I would have fucking pushed myself, yeah. gotten drunk. Who knows what kind of situation I would end up in, like in bed with this yeah. dude. But no, I like I fucking made my me the priority. Yeah. And it's just such a it just took so long to yeah. get there. And I feel like I don't know, it's nice for us to talk about that kind of stuff and because being, I feel girls listening yeah. are like probably I don't know how it's old they're like it's such they a need cool to hear this. it's a cool time. I think it's, it's probably cool always time. been a cool time to be a woman or whatever. <laughs> but it's like if you're just a woman and you bust your fucking ass, you can make a lot of things happen because people are actually like listening, even though the there's a large chunk of the world that is well, yeah. still doesn't want a woman to ever say anything but it's like it's it's just like it's exciting that you can focus on yourself work on your stuff and really there are people that are willing to like buy your things i whether as, they make it or not you know i was gonna ask you i don't like it when people say female comedian do you hate that when, I, I, I feel like you're I a comedian hate it. You're not no a i usually hate comedian. it and i when I started comedy, I was like, don't call me a female comedian. I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian, which is true. But now I feel like um, I feel like less afraid of like being a woman. Like before I was like really like I was anti-feminine, not anti-feminist, but anti-feminine. Like my mom was like I was on the boys baseball team. My mom was like, I always wanted to play baseball when I was little and I couldn't, you know, I'd put my hair in my hat and I would go up to the park and they'd be like, scram, girl. And I'm like, I think that's a league of their own. I don't think that really happened. Okay. But- 
Like, so, but then I had to play baseball and I had to be masculine. And she would like, I, I would be playing with Barbies and she'd be like, I don't get Barbies. Like, they don't make any sense. So I'd be like, all right, I'll just make them fuck or fight. And like, I just was like, very like, I was like, being a girl is bad. That's how I, I was raised 30, too. Yeah. When I hit 30, I was like, and I have a niece now and I like look at her and I'm like, being a girl is fucking incredible. It is. And it's amazing. And I now see that and it hurts me that I didn't like embrace that when I was younger. And I think it really stunted me. So I'm now more willing to be like to throw like female into things. I don't. It sucks to be called a woman. It sucks to be treated like a woman. Um, or have it just be like there, you know, like you're being uh, yeah. like but what the truth is, is I'm like, doing like a, a a job that was mostly has is made up of mostly men. I want yeah, and that's not. Do you still do you feel like you come up against that? Like, cause you, wait, you where do you perform? You perform at the Improv, the Comedy, the comedy Store. store yeah. La- Does anybody perform at the Laugh Factory? Who you performs know, at the I Laugh never, Factory? I never. I like got past at the Laugh Factory, and I just like never got on their list, and I, then I never followed up, which I should probably follow up because I wouldn't mind. But but it, yeah, I remember because when I did stand up and I was like eighteen, I remember like I just thought this is too scary. It's all men. It's like and I drank so much and I had sex with so many comedians right. and I dated so many comedians and I just thought, oh my god, it just made. I had to like I stopped seeing comedy. Yeah. The whole, like comedians just terrified me after that because yeah. I had such a bad uh, taste in my mouth after that whole chunk of my life. But so like, oh Jen Kirkman, I was like I don't know why I follow her on Twitter, but I was like reading her. She was like tweeting yesterday talking about how like. Uh, She's been hearing a lot of rumor. She's been told that like a lot of girls who are doing open mics are getting like bullied, for lack of a better word. I'm just gonna say that buzzword, bully. Right. But they're be- being given a lot of shit by guys now at open mics. Yeah. And she wants like girls to just like you got to just storm past that and just like yeah, do it, and just like take your spot and all this stuff. But do you feel like I mean you don't you're not an open micer now, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But like as a you know professional stand up comedian, Listen. what do you go up against? Is it like really still like? filled with misogyny and or do you feel like you have to be tougher because you're dealing with all these like fucked up angry i dudes? am tough so it's not a problem so it's like it's i mean i just always was like bring it fuckers like yeah. bring it like bring it to me and i will fucking destroy you like i love a heckler i'm like i will handle your ass and if you keep going and you cross the line i'll fucking kick you out because this is my fucking job and this is what i do i'm in charge of this room right now i would crumble how do you do it give young girls some advice if they want to be stand-ups or just do anything in an industry of that of where that's like terrifying just if you feel like you're like oh no i'm the only girl good yeah you like not use it to your advantage but use that to like inspire you that's great that's fucking awesome and like fight as hard as everyone else don't like use anything as a crutch just work the hardest you can possibly work i when i first started doing open mics i just looked at the people that were working the hardest and i made those people my friends the people that were like doing the best at the open mics and working out the most and had the best work ethics i was surrounded by i had at least five people i could call they were all guys and that was just those were the people working hard and you didn't sleep with them no, I didn't sleep with them. Yeah. They're all my friends. I lived with several of them or my roommates throughout the times. One was like a booker and the rest were comedians. But it was like I just I made sure that I had people on call at all times that I could call when I when I wanted to slack off. And I could be like, oh, well, to be held accountable. I don't want to. Yeah. And I just I made sure that people I had people that were always going to say, go to the mic. I did like five mics a night. I would yeah. do like 17 to 20 mics a week. I would be crying blood at the end of the week. It was like I was bombing and bombing and bombing. And you just build up a tolerance and you just keep fighting and you keep going. And um, and you just keep doing it. So, like, whenever I'm feeling bad at myself, it's just because I'm not living up to that potential that I know I can. And I look back at those times where I was probably suicidal when I was doing open mics. I mean, it's kind of hard not to be. But, like, Oof, yeah, you know, like, it. I look back at those and I'm like, those were the glory days because there was I was doing it for nothing but the fact that I knew this is what I had to do. Like there was no money involved. There was I was so broke. I was so like just desperate to get on stage, desperate to get a new joke, desperate to do it. And it's not like it's not like it's this like amazing thing that I did and all this stuff. It's like 
I was doing like I wanted that peer respect. You know, I wanted people to like me because I do have that insecurity that nobody likes me and everyone thinks I suck and I'm the worst. And it's probably from being verbally abused as a kid. But like it's you know, it is for that. Like I would take the career of a more respected comedian over a rich comedian. Do you know what I mean? Like there's oh, comedians yeah. that are just so fucking rich. But they suck. Just, but like, but and then they talk to you. They talk down to you. In this town, they talk down to you. And I go, I'm from New York. We care about like. But also maybe you don't respect their comedy anyway. Right. I don't I, like their comedy. I have, so I have like, to tell people, I tell that to people. I go like just because somebody's like famous or successful or right. rich or whatever. And they've got a million followers on whatever. Right. If I don't like what they're doing or making or right. creating, I'm not going to like fucking put them on a pedestal right. because I, I'm supposed to. Yeah. Like fuck that. But yeah, go on. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's interesting. I mean, there's there's shows I can't get on. Like, there's bookers that don't like me and stuff. And I and I think about it, I'm like, oh. And it's like, I know that if they knew me, it's you want to know what it is? Are I you fucking, blowing up? It's, it's like a booker. It's like the it's people. the president of showbiz is calling Annie. Pick up the phone. Take put on speaker. My, take my number off the list immediately and stop calling me. They hung up. We should, we should just call. It's your... a fucking like scam thing. This <laughs> it was like your thing. dad. I was no, your dad. No, they call me. Yeah, it was my dad. <laughs> get him on I speaker. Never, I'm like, stay on the phone with me forever. Ah, I love you. But um, you just like. What was that? I don't remember what I was just yeah, saying. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I don't know. I want to finish my sexual assault story. Your so, sexual okay. of getting of getting oh, yeah. shit, I don't even say just getting jerked cares. off on. I mean, it's been years and years. But my whole thing was I like when when he did that to me, I went, "Why would he do it to me?" Like I was like, "Doesn't he know that I like will fight for what's right? Like I'll do it anytime." I'll fight for what's right. I will. I really will. Like I'm not <laughs> yeah. so what I did was like I waited 2 weeks. I like sat on it. My friend at the time, my best friend at the time, I called her and told her about it. And she was like, oh, that's not a big deal. <gasps> She's like, he's gotten cheeky with me. I'm like, that's not what cheeky means. But um, you just blow it off. And I was like, okay, am I being crazy? I'm like, I'm pretty sure like a really horrible thing just happened. He was probably so fucking then I waited her. it out. I waited it out. And then I talked to a couple guys. Like I talked to my manager at the, I worked at a pottery painting, painting, painting place, Color Me Mine. Cool. And I talked to my manager there who was like a 19 year old guy. He goes, that's a child molester. He's like, that's really fucked up, and that's not a thing that's okay. And I was like, okay. And then I talked to a, a guy friend of mine who went to the same high school, and he goes, I knew there was something fucking wrong with them. That's why I never went over to their house when they would go over. It's fucking weird. Oh They're grown-ups, and we're kids, and we shouldn't be going over there. Yeah. And he's like, either you're going to like tell people, and you're going to go forward with this, or I'm going to go fucking kick his ass. I'm going to go get all of our guy friends. Like, I had this one friend, I remember, he goes, I just got steel-tipped boots. And I said, why did I get steel-tipped boots? And now I know why I got them. I'm going to go <gasps> kick this guy's ass. Did he? And they were thinking about it. He had like swords. The teacher had like swords on his wall. They're like, he might have swords or whatever. And oh. I, was, I was like, don't kick his ass because then they were going to get in trouble. I was like, don't do that. Like, I don't want you to get in trouble. And then he gets to be the victim of a beating. Tell the police. So what I did was I went to, I went, I went around. I asked a couple girls that I'd seen him be close with. That's cute. Um, seen him be close with. And um, I found a girl he had pulled his boner out to. I found a girl he'd had an affair with. I'd found a girl who he had fucked once but she didn't want to but she did it like the way i did you know what i mean the way that i've, I've I, done like, that with guys too yeah yeah so and i found out the girls no none of them wanted to press charges except the girl who had he had pulled his boner out to and she is like unfortunately like had been a known liar like she was a pathological liar and uh, stuff a Even known I told liar her, she just lied a lot she just made shit up where you were like it's the numbers don't match like she'd just be like i used to be a cheerleader in my other high school and you're like you're a freshman <laughs> um, like, you didn't go to another high school like, what are you talking about? Like, Googleable things, even though there wasn't Google then? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just like, okay. But she, I mean, obviously, I believed her story. I mean, it sounded exactly like something you would do. So that that sucked. I didn't get someone, like, that was more popular. And my best friend, I had one of those best friends that was, like, you know, I thought she was really cool and she was really pretty. And um, we probably were exactly the same attractiveness level. But I was like, she's a little prettier. And guys liked her more because she was manipulative. But you were funny. I was funny, but I didn't. But guys just always were into her. 
And I was always like, ah, she was always like stealing my shine, you know? And because uh, she was, a, she would fucking manipulate. She's like one of those girls that would probably like when she fucked, she's like, ah, 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 like real fake, like bullshit. Like, oh, are you like, I do that? I'm not me. I'm like, you fucking are going to know whether you're fucking No, I'll tell you not. what I do after. I do a lot of other stuff. But like, I, I just don't have that. Like, I'm can only be myself and I only want to be myself. So it was like, she would do this fake stuff and everyone liked her so much. And, and she, so, so I was like looked down on because I wasn't her in my head. And I think in reality, but, um, but who knows? But so it's this tiny school. I find these girls we go to, he had, while this was happening, got fired for like throwing, uh, he did bronze casting and, and glass blowing. And he had thrown like a bronze hand he had cast at one of the teacher's cars or something crazy. Like, so he got fired for that, that teacher that had assaulted me. Yeah. And, uh, but he was a favorite teacher. Like everyone loved him and thought he was so cool because he was so crazy. Right. It was just like us. Like, it's just like a trouble. He had gone to the high school oh. when he was a kid. Oh God. So, um, so I go, I decide I take this girl with me and we go to the other art teacher who was like more like a father figure. Right. And I tell him the story. I go, look, something happened. I want to tell you about it. I don't know what to do. And he goes, he said something along the lines of like, well, I wasn't there. So he goes, what did he say? He said, well, there's two parts of me. Two parts of me, I feel like your father. I want to go beat his ass. Second part of me is I wasn't there, so I don't know if this is true. And I'm like, what? Why would I make this? This like humiliating. Why would I make? There's no personal gain for this. I'm like, why would I ever? I've never lied in my life. I've always been honest. It's an Asperger's thing. Like, and I and so I was what like, happened? so he said that, and he was like, but I legally like you have to tell someone else. Like I can't. So then I went to my advisor. Then she's like, all right, we have to tell the principal. So then I go to the principal, tell the principal, and the principal tells calls the cops and I have to tell the cops and what the principal did was when I left the principal called the teacher and his wife and told him exactly what I said and the accusation and everything because he didn't want him to come on campus but he totally violated like he should never have done that because by the time I got home I had to tell my parents in the car on the way home from I mean so fucking nothing more humiliating the police were never called the police were called okay go on um oh yeah shit went down but the police were called and then we're um i'm driving home i have to tell my parents before they find out and um which was terrible and then i get home and there's all these messages on my answering machine little kids there used to be answering machines yeah. and i play them and it's his wife like you fucking lying bitch how could you do that we brought you into our home we did all this i'm like yeah you fucking perverts like because they're both psychos you know yeah. And she's like, you fucking liar, like all this stuff. And I'm like, I swear to God, I have like an Asperger's thing where I cannot lie. I was like, I wonder how am I a liar? And um, so then that happened. I was like, ah, and it was like horrible. And I felt terrible. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't have said anything. But I knew, like I knew deep down, like I did the right thing. So then I go into the cops and I had given them names of girls that I thought things of. And I'd given them my f to like verify some stories. Oh, I said her name. Can the you, um, can you bleep out her name? Thanks. Um, so I... <laughs> Here, I'll write that I down. never want to like say anyone's name. Yeah. But so I she um she I talked to the cops and I, and they were like, "Yeah, we talked to her and she uh told us that you are have, are a pathological liar." The liar friend of yours? She said... she wasn't the liar girl was the one that was doing it with me, but okay, this, got girl, it. <gasps> this girl this cool girl was my girl? best friend. This the was pretty my girl? best friend, like my best friend. The pretty best friend. The pretty friend. best friend told the cops I was lying and then her mom was going to testify to say that I was a liar and Why? Because they're the worst family in the oh world. My God. I have no clue. They, this is Santa Fe? This was in Philly. All right. In Philadelphia. Um, I didn't go to Santa Fe till I was Whatever 18. city it was, I was going to go. That's why it's the worst city. I mean, they're just... That's it why was it just, It was a garbage family. Um, garbage her family. Her dad was actually cool. But so... So... <laughs> 
that happened, I was like a liar. They're calling me a liar. And I was so like infuriated to be like accused of lying is so for me is like, I'm like, I'm not lying. And all I have is my like integrity. But you've already told me that I'm this like yeah. you spread this rumor. Yeah, you can't so I remember that. going into her into school the next day. And she was like sitting in Spanish class. And I went in and I just like, you can't hit anyone. That's the only way you get expelled from my school is if you sell drugs or you hit someone, you can buy drugs and you can like hug someone hard but um you can't like you can't you those are the ways you get expelled so i remember going in and i took my fist i was so fucking infuriated and i was like slamming it in front of her and i was going you fuck and she hated the word cunt i was like you fucking cunt you fucking cunt you told them i was a lie i'm a liar and i was like you're a piece of shit and she goes i have nothing to say to you i'm like what you fucking whore and of course she's a damaged psychopath and her life will never be happy because she has to live with herself but like i just remember like you fucking dumb bitch i remember i got in trouble they called me into the office to yell at me and i'm like he never got prosecuted no he did eventually he spent one night in jail his wife called me to try to bargain with her. She's like, listen, he's just like, he spent one, and we found out that he was assaulted when he was a kid. He was blessed. I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't make it, it's not, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care. Now my fucking childhood's ruined because of him or whatever, yeah. you know? And um, so we ended up, like, court was, like, taking forever. And then his lawyer ended up being my old fucking softball coach where I was like, that fucking asshole. Like, how dare you take a client? Aye, aye, aye. Like, so then he's trying, like, I'm like, how like that guy I think is worse than the fucking child monster. I'm like, how dare you? What if it was your daughter who I played softball with? So he went to jail for one night. So he went to jail for one night and then he got three years probation because there wasn't penetration and it doesn't count, doesn't constitute as rape. But can he never teach at schools again? And he can't teach at high schools. I think he teaches at colleges now. So maybe he, oh yeah. So now but, he has an older, older, older girl. I, I always on. think about like, I have this like fantasy of like, poking him on facebook it'd be really weird if you poke him and then like you just end up getting you end up marrying him no and I'm, never, come, and I'm just terrible. kidding oh my god but so all that happened and and then so back in school because he didn't work there anymore so no one even really needed to know about it but that friend that said i was a liar went around and told everyone the story in detail which was my fucking story i didn't want people to know it's so embarrassing and told them i was lying so then all these people would like scream at me in the halls and like I remember they would hock loogies on my door handle. Like so when I would I would get like their snot on my hands when I would like go to open the door. Like it was like hell. But we're like but I it was like I did what I had to do. I was like whatever. And I, they let me graduate early because I think they were like You need to get out of here. On she, before you because I probably could have just gotten their school shut down, but run I didn't for your life. Well, so do you feel like okay, so coming back to your going back to your comedy, mm-hmm. we're gonna have to wrap this up at some point because we I don't even said know it why all. I started saying we've all talked that. about everything. No, it's great. But it's just like but I'm, I have that in me. Like no. I'm like, I'll do I wanna do the right thing. Yeah. I wanna work hard, I wanna earn the things. I've never people, taken you can't tell people I fucked the guy to get into people to, aren't gonna fucking push you over. You can't you told people I fuck some guy to get into a festival that's so like against who I am as a person like I only want things I earn I only want to fight I only want you know do you use that this shit like how real into your own life do you get in your comedy as far as like a boyfriend or family stuff or that shit you're telling me I try to always tell the truth but are you like do you use everything in your life are you always like uh or do you how much of your comedy is like writing jokes just because you're like oh that would be funny or or is it like real stories that happen in your life and going as being as oh, I hate this word so much because it's transparent Ugh, this <laughs> word too much but uh do you just fucking use everything or do you go oh that would hurt someone's feelings or that's I, too personal I do I do personal stuff I do yeah. I mean it's kind of like any boundaries like if your boyfriend were a like, little boundaries not say like this yeah no I would I would probably get in a fight with him over it, but yeah. you know I you know I try to not humiliate people I'm sure he's like just horrified by the things I say but it's I do feel like 
my best comedy and other people's best comedy comes from their real lives. Like, I, that's the thing that I like the most. And that's where you don't get into these controversies where did you steal someone's joke? Mm. That type of oh, thing. Oh, that's happening now with Amy with Schumer? With Amy Schumer. How do you like, feel about on. that? We don't need to dive deep into no that. There's no new but... fucking jokes. No one's come up with a new joke. Unless it's a thing that just happened to you alone. It's like everyone's got a million of the same jokes. I think that... Yeah, leave that her maybe alone. she heard these things. Didn't or her writers for them. the show. Her writers for the. I mean, come on, it's here. Yeah, there's a difference between those jokes. Like anyone can do them. Like I never want to do jokes that like another person could do. Like I had a joke. There was a male comic who was doing a very similar joke that I had. My boyfriend, since he used to run the sound for the shows, hears everyone jokes, and he'd call me and be like, "Oh, this person is." Like, oh. there's a joke. And so I just stopped doing it. I don't want to yeah. do a joke that someone else can do. Yeah. I don't think that person stole the joke from me. I know I didn't steal it from them. I never heard them say it's it. It's kind of like songwriters. Sometimes people write a song. It's like, uh, I know the musicians say that, like, the song is in the air. Like, maybe the idea of a joke is yeah. kind of like, it's, uh, I'm getting psychedelic and whatever, yeah, yeah. spiritually. But it's acid. like, it's, uh, I mean, I went that one time. Uh, I've never done mushrooms. Have you? Yeah, I've done. Never yeah. done mushrooms. But I'm just saying that they said, <laughs> like, the joke or the song is kind of in there and it's like for the ta- you know, it's just like somebody's going to grab it at some, you know, and yeah. whoever gets it first. But anyway, but. But it's- I don't like that. Like, I don't like those type of jokes. Like, they're, they're the, they, the one joke that Amy had with, with Wendy Lehman, which Wendy Lehman is like such an amazing comedian and she, like, is a trailblazer for so many, so, like, as she came up with the type of comedy, she does the misdirect, like, the ellipses, like, the. Uh, this thing and da 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 like a word that could mean two things and you can almost write the joke backwards you know it's like you think I'm going to say this thing but I'm going to say this and with those jokes with those misdirect jokes the danger in those is that anyone can write them and they're not it's not hard it's not it's not super hard to come up with them um but the problem is Wendy was the first one to do it and people have just bitten off her style like crazy and she really hasn't been given the proper credit and she should be fucking rolling in dough dough and totally fucking famous um but instead she's like in this place where she's watching all these people like who have used this this form of comedy and are like gaining and 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 i think that just hit her when it was that one joke who are your comedian uh, who are the comedians that you look up to because oh wait i have to say so this second when we were doing that e mix and match Mm -hmm. when we first met i regret this so much kind of i regret this we were in this weight holding area Mm -hmm. at e and in the corridor, I hear Joan Rivers' voice. Yeah. I heard Joan Rivers speaking there, shooting something. For I didn't fa- get the selfie either. Is that what you're talking th- about? They were shooting the fashion police mm-hmm. something in the corridor. And because I'm not the person, I right. don't, I Me can't too. go. I would never do I that. I can't. I just right. heard her voice. I was so, so like, I love her so much and was so uh, self-conscious and self-aware. I didn't even like peek mm-hmm. out to see her. Right. And now she's I gone. stared I her down. Her. I I, like, you stared her down. I didn't even see her in the flesh. But I just couldn't. I, it's too I just humid. heard her like, voice. I don't have that in me. I love her that, so much. Like, that like going up to because again, it's like the earning thing. Like I want to earn someone's respect. I want them to be oh, talking to me because be, they yeah, want because they want to talk to me. I don't yeah. want to go to someone and be like, I love your work. They know I love their work. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But I'm just I just regret. I mean, she is one of my. For me, it's you know her. I feel Sarah that same way too. Yeah, but yeah. Oh my God, Joan Rivers. So who are your who are your people? I love right now. Male who, or female, you know? Who I love. Oh, I hate when people are like, who are your favorite female comedians? I'm yeah, like, yeah. I don't like, who's your favorite comedian? Just give me I'm a like, yeah, it's ins- inspirational comedians to you. Um, I do adore what Amy is doing right now. I think it's great. She's and referring hope- to Amy Schumer. Right. Okay. The only Amy. <laughs> the only not, woman in the world. Not Amy Sedaris or Amy Poehler um, or whatever. I love what they're doing, too. Yeah, but go on. I don't know what Amy Poehler is doing, but Amy Sedaris is killing me on Instagram. Um... I love um, Nate Bergazzi. Do you know him? Mm-mm. Bergazzi? I said it wrong. But he is, um, he's like one of those like quintessential comics comics where he's like 
everyone, every comedian's favorite comedian. And then he's just starting to get to that point where like the industry's like, we're ready for you. Oh you yeah. Know, they're like, done, where'd you come from? He's but he's been the around Tonight for show a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. And he's just so, he's just so fucking funny. He's so fucking it, like, and it just comes out of ease and these stories from his life. And he's just really great. And he's, so he's like a contemporary, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he's, you know, and, and, He's great. He's, you know, I love, he's just like a fun person to talk shit with and he's, and I just love his work. Yeah. Um, who else? Uh, David Tell always. Um, I have a crush on David Tell. David Tell's so great. Have you ever? He's kind. Would you ever date another comedian? Um, I dated a comedian for a year and it was the worst year of my life. All right. So that's a no. Let's I mean, I could on. never say no. It's too hard to not to say. I mean, who do you think is more fucked up? Jim Norton or David Tell? Cause I, I love them both. Oh, I don't know I Jim. I mean, I have a relationship with Jim though, so I don't, I don't know a tell, you don't but know I used tell? to open for, for Norton and Norton's not, it's like, he's so like, you know, everything that's crazy about him that it's, he's not crazy. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, cause every, he's like forth, so forthcoming. There's nothing. I think David Tell is so handsome, and I love the sound of his voice. Yeah, he's I'm cool. not trying to... And he's kind. You can see the kindness. He's Jim's kind of... really nice, but too. But people say... I don't know him at all, but like people say he's messed up. I'm talking about David Tell, like emotionally or something, but not that... I mean, who I am. Everybody's isn't? Not, who isn't? But who, I mean, how boring would it be oh, yeah. to not be fucked up but emotionally? I, but I remember I heard him his voice on a podcast, and I remember thinking, this is... I, oh, my God, I love the sound of his voice. It was like... Yeah. It was more exciting to me than any other sound also, of anybody else's voice. he has my favorite album ever, Skanks for the Memories, which Skanks I've listened to like... Memories. 10 million times so like I when I listen. hear his voice it just triggers like joy and happiness from just like loving that album so much and like you, listening to it with my dad and... do you think that uh, we're women we're allowed to say skanks whore cunt oh because this is why I was talking about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills oh, okay, earlier cool. because oh my god thank god uh one of the girls on one of the, on the on the episode, uh, this girl who goes she goes by Erica Jane. She's a new housewife on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She used the word cunt on the most recent episode, and she was speaking to another Real Housewife, and the other Real Housewife was like, "Don't use that word." Like they were getting along, oh, and then Erica Jane said cunt, and the other lady was like, "It just like ruined the vibe." And she goes, "No, no, you're too beautiful to use that word. Don't use that word. Don't use that word." Yeah. And Erica Jane handled it great, and she was like, "You know, whatever." I feel like. That's our word to take back. Yeah. We can, we are women. We can say slut, skank, whore, bitch. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's all. That's how I, I can feel. say whatever the fuck I want. I mean, want. I, I there know. There are consequences I mean, to some words and there, there and you can hurt people, but it's yeah. like, this is not a word. If you're hurt by the word cunt, like. But there's context too. Like, get you know? a, like nothing's happened to you in your life if you're hurt by the word cunt. Yeah. Nothing or, has ever truly hurt. You've had no adversity. Well, also, we've, I've talked about this on the show before and, I'll, and it's something I, I deal with. For my own life, when I do spiral or if I'm upset or somebody upsets me, that's on me. I'm right. the one getting upset. Right. I've got to, I've got to be tougher or just go, well, I choose right. not to be upset. That's not Don't, easy to do. There's a whole culture of people like finding joy and being offended by things and being like it's making them feel Ugh. like they're alive, yeah. you know, and like, oh, I matter. And it's like, just shut the fuck up. Really, you're offended by something, a word someone said yeah, or something relax. someone did. Go to an alum. And I'm not talking about, obviously, I'm not talking about like the heavier words that actually mean something and really have like have a history of I'm just talking about female, but, like, like women words. It's I don't give a fuck. I, you know, my, I'm getting my necklace fixed, but I have a necklace that says pig because I think it's the funniest thing when a guy calls me a pig. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, I love it. It's so <laughs> no, funny. I don't like that, but, but that's only because I like you so much. And oh, my God. I, and, uh, I think it's yeah, so but funny. Yeah, really none of my business. I don't care. So oh, I'm, I'm over it. it. I'm it's over like it. It's like my favorite thing. I'm getting it fixed. Um, um, but it's really like, yeah, no, I, I was thinking about it recently because I was raised with no boundaries. I know you want to end soon. No, I don't. I'm just but looking, I, making sure we're okay. He's loving it. He's masturbating. It's great. I, I, that's the, I make He's that like, joke oh, every your teacher. Oh, I make that joke every week. Today's the one. He's like, tell week. me about your teacher jerking off. Like, no, jerk off. This is the one podcast I did not make a joke about Aristotle or my guest jerking off. 
during the podcast. It's and funny. then you made it. No, I love it. I just love it. It's funny. I, I love it. I love it. I just love that. Like I showed a little restraint. And then it came out anyway. It was, listen, it's we're, a, it was a thing. We're about dancing in the, air. in the universe. This is what I learned from Aristotle today. That this phrase. Or and something. how quickly it could seem like I stole that joke from you. Your podcast joke. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh my God! Have you been listening? You probably That's have. Why, and then you yeah, said the thing. But I then, it all the time. but listen, don't try to perform that joke in front of me. I know. I won't. If you stole it from me, don't do it for me. But that's the, it's just, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I don't remember what I was talking about. Okay. So here, oh, I just want to ask you this. What? Do you watch porn? Because I don't watch sometimes. porn sometimes. And you don't get, do you get jealous because you're in a relationship? And I realize I get so jealous. Being in a relationship is, is exhausting, which is why me foregoing dating and relationships for a year it seems like great. My relationship is the opposite of stressful oh really so that's how it he's, should be my boyfriend okay this is the motto of my relationship and this makes me a terrible person but i don't care okay the motto is i say to him i always go you do everything and i do nothing i get everything and you get nothing okay here's what he I'm... is he is hopelessly devoted to me and he I does everything this. for me i love this and he's so sexy he's so handsome how tall is he He's like uh, six two or six three. This is I'm five. He's broad shouldered. How tall are you? He's got like pecs. He's been working out too. Oh my god! I'm five six, five seven. Fuck somewhere you! In the I'm five eleven or six feet. I only get asked out by like dudes who are like five five. It's so good for them though. Like good I, I for do. them. Like how dare they? But then good for you. You know that's true because I like Napoleon complexes because they're more exciting. Yeah. The guy's like, look at me, look down here, yeah. say something, or, or look, <laughs> talk to me. Here. Um. Oh, but I, yeah, I, I feel like your boyfriend's I'm at great. peace. With I'm you. at peace with my boyfriend. How? Our, I don't think we're going to end up to, we, we talk about all the time how we're going to have to break up because he wants to have kids and stuff. And I want, you don't want a kid. I want it to do this so bad. How about 40? You have a kid at 40. I like, I'll freeze my eggs if I get money, but yeah, it's you're like, going to get money. You're, you're, but I working. just don't, I just don't, I I am not willing to do the sacrifice thing. I'm not. I yeah, just am not. I'm not I want this so bad. I have a family already. I want to take care of my nieces, nephews. I want to take care of my parents. I want to like, I want to fucking make it rain for those people. And I don't. And if I have to sacrifice some normalcies, uh, some life normalcies, then I will. But that's another reason why I feel so shitty when I'm not working hard, because I'm like, I'm sacrificing like the the calming normalcies of life and the things that make people happy to do this other thing so if i'm not doing it completely 100 percent, there's no fucking reason to do it that's again going back to why i'm not dating in 2016 i feel you. like that's all gonna go throw out, i mean that's all gonna go out the window at any moment i think probably but i'm saying i know you're gonna I mean, fucking smack fall in love yeah i'm fully gonna like get married get not no but um i also i always end up dating guys that are like you know i'm enamored i put them on a pedestal and then they like fall off the pedestal immediately mm. new theory for 2017 when i start dating only date somebody I would want to have on this podcast. Mm. And what I mean by that is somebody I really respect. Admire, yeah. Somebody who I admire, who inspires me, who's interesting, who's got like a career and a life going on where it's like, you know, they're, they're doing creative, cool shit that I respect. Because mm. I feel like I have amazing friends. Right. I respect all of them. My buddies, my guy, guy friends who are doing cool shit. They're like my big brothers. And then the dude that I date. I would like, I just, I, I don't even, I don't respect what they do. Right. I don't really, I, you know, I like them. They're cool. They're so nice. I get that. I have but, that too, where no, I like date, I'll like date down date or down. whatever. I know yeah. that sounds so horrible, but it's like, they'd be like, I've, you know, I had another podcast before this for like six years and they'd be like, guys I've dated, they'd be like, oh, can I, can I be a guest on the podcast? And I'd be like, no, no. what are you, you going to talk about? You can? Yeah. Like, I don't No, I don't. Yeah. I don't want to. 
Yeah. Anyway, so I, I, I sound horrible saying that. I'm telling a monster. But here's the other end of that that's bad when you date the guys that you admire. I dated like um, he was one of my improv teachers. Oh my god! I and I thought he was like already. I just thought he was like so he was like kind of mean and he was like really strict and I was like and everyone like he was like he was like a hero to all these improv nerds. You know yeah. what I mean? Like ever like he would get stopped on the street and he stuff. would get stopped. Jim Rash from the no. Groundlings. Okay, I don't know. And then and and then I dated this comic who wasn't that successful, but he had gotten like a little bit of pure credibility and he like his. He was just such a narcissist and so full of himself that when you have that, like where they you look up to them too much, they want that. You know, like I remember going to bringing my the improv guy to my brother's wedding and he was so like he needed it to be about him. And it was like I remember he got mad at me once and he's a nice guy and I get along with him and he'll probably hate me for saying all this stuff. But, you know, and I. I, I remember it was my mom and my brother were dancing. They were having their mother-son dance. It's my twin fucking brother. And it was a boys to men song, so obviously I want to watch it. Okay. And I go, and he's like, I was just in the middle of a story. You're going to leave? I'm like, do I give a fuck about your fucking stories, you goddamn narcissist? But it was like, he, I was like looking up to him all the time. So any moment that I wasn't, yeah. he was like, this is terrible. My other boyfriend, too, like if people weren't paying attention to him, he was like, why are we here? Do you, you know? feel like there can only be like, quote unquote, like one star in a relationship, like one person who is the performer and a creative, like, you know, you know what I mean? The, the performer. Cause here's, I get confused. I, I have a lot of, you know, I do all my stuff. I have a, I have an ego. We all have egos. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, like I'm very talkative. I'm, I want attention. I'm a monster mm-hmm. or whatever. I think I have that in check. Uh, <laughs> I've never dated an actor. I don't want to date comedians anymore. Cause I did that when I was like 18. Yeah. Um, but I also don't want to date like, I don't want to date some not, not like non-creative person, so yeah. I have to find this balance because I feel like there can't be two like right. performers in a relationship. What do you think? I mean, I don't know. I mean, you've tried dating musicians and stuff. I know that there's like different. Oh yeah, types. but always drummers because drummers are like they lead from the back. They're mellow. Yeah, they don't they need to be the, the front. They're not, but they usually all want to be front men. Yeah, but then they've got really good like endurance because they have I to drum never, for so long. I don't give a fuck about music. They so got I don't good care about rhythm. Musicians. Okay, never, I, I don't admire that. I don't give a shit if I people are good at music. It I can't even. To me. I know. I can't even picture you. I was thinking about this when I was driving here. Oh, by the way, I heard that's a sign of not autism. Autism. I'm on the spectrum. Autism. When no, when. You say where you were when you had a thought. Uh, it means like that's a sign of autism. Or maybe I'm totally wrong and I'm using it's not the word autism, but that's what I heard, I think. Um, but I'm I had this thought of autism training. I just want to like be part of I just want to be part of something. I have medical documents to prove it. I was thinking about you and I thought, I can't even imagine Annie liking music. The idea of you like caring about music. Oh, so I, I was right. I'm so intuitive. And I think I have a theory why this is. Ugh. Because when I was in high, when I was in uh, middle school and high school, I'm just checking my I notes. Was Keep talking. So insecure. I was so scared to give the wrong answer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when people are like, "What kind of music do you like?" That I just was like, "None." <laughs> I, so like I so now the music my music taste is like none stopped. No, it stopped like when I was like 14. So I'm like, "Yo, throw in some Keith Sweat, throw in some DMX." Like, Ew. let's fucking what's that song where they're like, "All gonna make you real lose close. your mind." Oh, sorry, <laughs> real real close. The boner song. I don't know. Making it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Like that shit. I'll fucking da, big da. pun. Yeah, bubbly. I don't know. Like I'll like all that like. That, like Mariah Carey, like anything like... Are you on Spotify? No, give, I don't give a fuck. Listen, I don't care about music enough Let me just that. tell the people listening, though. I, I care about music, you guys, which is And why I'm sorry. I, I don't think it's like lame to care about music. I think I there's something like no, nobody fundamentally wrong with me. No, good. Good. 
because it isn't lame to like music. I actually have a playlist for my uh, Love Alexi listeners or anybody out there, all two and a half of you or whatever. Uh, it's called Love Alexi. It's a playlist available on Spotify that Aww. I've made because I care about music and That's people. Sweet. You know what I mean? Um, um, I will tell you, I have a, I have a something for you to listen to too. It's called Brian Tracy Goals. Downloaded on on itunes it is an audio self-help book and do it and you will reach your dreams she's got closer to the mic all right we are gonna because i mean of, it oh i asked this. also watch survivor oh my god it's gonna be the longest podcast yet are i am so t- sorry i'm definitely okay? my fucking car is getting towed right now oh good well it's worth it you're you're blowing up in fun. showbiz i'm not it's a sign listen just positive thoughts like, like i mean i am i'm doing tip. fine i have a pilot out that might get picked up oh really what's that mm-hmm. called it's called stand-ups on comedy central and i was thinking about the remember the hot guy moment yeah. That you were talking about where yeah. you get weird. That day they, we hung out. We cast this guy as a firefighter that I like Flash, right? And so I he was so hot, the guy that they got. He's on a lot of Inside Amy and he's just like – he was just – he's – and I couldn't, I was like, I've never like looked someone in the face that's so handsome. Oh, my God. And I just kept going back and like I was just like, I can't. Like I can't look at – like I just get like a bumbling idiot. But it's not real. You're right. Like I would never like – Fuck that person. But maybe that's insecurity, and that's because like if we could just be secure, think... we, we could just date anybody and not have like feelings attached to it. I like, just they're, also they're not... think if you're that handsome, your personality has got to have some problems because I don't have Napoleon's. They've uh, never complex. had to try. And, yeah, like the like little dudes. I like how handsome my boyfriend is, and how he because his dad died doesn't realize how great and handsome and wonderful he that's is. That's what you need. He's ruined in his inside. That's what his you mom need. was just his mom's in town. His mom was like, everyone loves like. People oh. will meet him for like two minutes and they'll be like, he's the greatest person, but he hates himself. It's the perfect combo. I like that we can't say certain things about him, but we can say those kind of things yeah. about him. Oh, he hates. Oh, cool. I'm sure. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Because it's I, like, he like, I'm like that too. So it makes us like. I've asked, maybe you'll hate this question, but I've asked okay. people on the show before. Uh, okay. So I only recently discovered the, the phrase, the male gaze, because I was just, you know, okay. you know, like how it's like we, we as women, we see, we see ourselves in movies and pop culture through the eyes of men. Uh-huh. So when you see like, you know, and like, so I got into a conversation with a girlfriend of mine and we we're talking about what would be, what would be the female gaze? Like, like how women see the world. Does that make sense? Like, like if guys were to look at, like if women, if I, if, I, if you're a filmmaker and you make a movie or like. Or if you're, I mean, I don't know. If it would be like, clip. it's like a gay, but the problem is that it's hating other women because we're all like trying to no, get Ben from the bachelor to love us or right, like, it's you like, know, being competitive. Ugh, boring. And, what? Tell me. You can't, the it's female like, gaze. No, I just, Ben's boring, but, um, not oh. my boyfriend. Oh, got it. But the female gaze, I can't imagine not having the male gaze. Like, I don't know how to not have that. So I can't, it would just be so we, yeah. that trying to not see that, but you'd still see it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I this is the female know. gaze. It's going. She's fat. I mean, no, she's not fat. Why I am I mentioning her. her body? Oh my god, why she's am I great. jealous? She's not. No, no, no. Yeah. It's not. Her body's fine. It's, her body's fine. Yeah, and then not being too hard on ourselves and right. trying to be nice, but then also not trusting anybody and being catty and want yeah. to be liked, but like being like, no, it's. I don't even know what I'm talking about it's, now. Well, I just don't know what happens because you look at little girls. Like I have my my niece who is a similar age to my boyfriend's friend's son, and I look at them together and their development and stuff. And my niece just is so bright and so. She can sing full song, like she can dance, she can like emote, like she can like, she can, you can tell her to show you a certain type of face and she can do it and feel it. And she just knows how to like, she's so emotional and so amazing. And then the fucking other kid, I thought he was autistic and they're like, no, he's just a boy. Like he'll just be like light, car, truck. Like it's just how, what happens to us? Where that, like, women should rule the world if you look at a little girl and a little boy next to each other. They should 100% be in charge of everything. What the fuck happens? What is happens? Is that they tell us our tits suck in middle school and then we're, like, ruined for life? 
And then we're like, oh, we want you to like us now. It's like they do, do we get insulted on our looks? And then now all of a sudden we're like, we're supposed to look good. And Oh, yeah, because we have to. Oh, God. Yeah. And there's just so much. It's just, it's just, I was thinking how it's exhausting being a woman. How much but money I don't goes know. It's amazing it. where we are now because we were all just raped and dragged places in the past. So we're doing great. We are. Where we are is pretty incredible. <laughs> I mean, they just raped us. Um, listen, that trying to dive into a phrase, like the female gaze conversation, I, mm-hmm. that was, that was, I we, we tried. An answer for I don't it. have a good, I don't know. I got all, We're too, we get too, they implant it too early for like, we, ha- I'm looking at that question through the male gaze. Like, I am I, know. I know, like, am I wearing mascara for you or for me or for men or for who? Yeah. Why did I put on foundation today? Why did I use retin-A on my face and then burn my face and now my face is like singed and super sensitive? I was going to say, because, no, I'm just kidding. Your skin looks beautiful. Um, are you, do you get Botox or do you get Mm-mm. injections or filler? Nothing. Nothing? Mm-mm. I'm not, I don't either. You don't. I, I know don't you want don't. To. I've well, talked don't about it. Oh, it's so obvious. I know you told Is me that what you you're saying. You told me. You told me you don't. I've had this conversation with you. You just forgot because um, the hot guy at the pizza place. Oh, the hot guy at the pizza. Place. I want to get a fireman. Lucas. I know it comes. Oh, his name is Lucas. Oh, what's the name of the pizza place? Uh, if you're in Los Angeles, Spitfire, Spitfire, like Pitfire Gr- Pit Grill on Fairfax above uh, above Melrose. Ask for Lucas. Tell him that Annie and Letterman and Alexi Wasser. We held the menu up in front of his face. Remember, we couldn't look at him. I just started sweating profusely. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I couldn't either. Be in that room. We had to get out of there. <laughs> we were both giggling. It was so funny. Remember the other guy was kind of hot at the salad place afterwards, but he wasn't hot enough? Who cares? I know. He was from New Jersey. All right, listen. We're wrapping this up. We're fucking going to land this plane as they do in showbiz mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, God. A lot of turbulence on this plane. A lot of turbulence. <laughs> Having you on as a guest is just like, I didn't. I barely had to speak. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, No, don't be sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Please don't be sorry. Okay, so what... What's next for you? What's the next thing? Just stand up all the time or are you I doing have, a show or what? I have um, FX. No. I'm trying to write a movie right now. Comedy. Just kidding. <laughs> it was asked of me. So fuck you. From who? I can't. T- you can't divulge I can't that. divulge these things. I'm trying to get a scoop. So I can tell you off air so okay. I don't jinx myself. And then um, so I'm working on that. And Comedy then Central show. Comedy Central show, which if it got picked up would be a dream. It was with Kurt Metzger and Monroe Martin. So cool. Kurt's one of my best friends. Think good thoughts, everybody. Yeah, Light a candle. Yeah, really good. Say and with prayer. Dan Powell, who is the co-creator of Amy Schumer's show. So he's riding that Emmy wave right What's, now. Uh, is he single? He's married with kids. You know what? They're Why do I do that? Why do I do that? I want to be my own mogul. I don't yeah. need to marry somebody. So I want to be happy with somebody. Yeah. And I'm not even dating in 2016. Yeah. I don't, okay, whatever. So go on. But I think dating a writer would be cooler, a fireman. Like Lady Gaga. Um, Lady Gaga dates a fireman. Dating a fireman. He's an actor, too, though. He's so Oh, hot. he's not even a fireman. A he fire. plays a fireman he is hot on shit. a TV show. But I'm telling you, I almost dated a firefighter, and I, he was timid. He like didn't a little, have the, little he didn't dick? Have the, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't hook up with him, but he, we were hanging around. We were going out to eat and stuff. So Comedy Central show, going to write a movie. You're continuing with your stand-up. Continue with my stand-up, drawing... That's what I got. I mean, I'm pretty... Isn't that enough, guys? Isn't that enough? I mean, it's never enough. For everything and anything, Annie Letterman. Yes. Do you have the website, domain AnnieLetterman.com? Yes. Can I finish the story about why, for one second, I just have to... This is going to be one second. This is the... Because, no, because I, there's these open-ended things. The whole reason I brought up the Chelsea thing was I was so fucking miserable. I thought my career was over. And then I fucking... It was fine. Then I got the replacement show that didn't work out and didn't get picked up, and I didn't even care about that when it didn't get What's picked the repl- up. Yeah, what was that replacement? It was me show? and Julian McCullough had a had a talk show, but it was only four episodes, and it was like 
it was like the perfect amount of time for me to be like, I don't think this is the type of show I want to do. On E, right? Yeah, I was and like, I don't think this is what I want. You talked about celebrities on the yeah, thing? Yeah, it's so boring. I don't want to talk about celebrities. Um, but you also can't talk about the Kardashians, which is a nightmare. You can't? You're like, that's the fucking meat. Do you like Kanye West? No, I don't give a shit about these. You don't give a shit arrogant. or you don't? I, I like is, Kanye. I don't, like, I like, I don't Kanye. like arrogance like that. And I don't like people that think they're better than other people. And that's what I see in that. And oh, I think all celebrities I just think he's get amusing. Like I just think Kanye, Kanye think, West is amusing. You know, you get agents and stuff when you get into this business. And then you realize why celebrities are psychos. Because they have all these people around them being like, everything you say is amazing. You're a god. You're a god. You should name yourself Jesus or whatever the fuck his name is. You, you're Jesus. You're Jesus. Uh, like, and then people, Nobody says that to my agent or manager. They don't say yet, that to me. But they will. They, it's, and you see that. And you have to be strong. And you have to be like, I'm not better than fucking anyone. And you have to believe that. And you have to know that. That if you got a cut on your face that didn't heal, they would never talk to you again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's true. Even though I like my agent. He's cool. You like your agent. He's cool. God. We've said everything that I know, needs I'm to be sorry. said. It's no, terrible. don't. I'm going to call. Something. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be like, why did I do it? No, I, I love it. it. No, this is fantastic. So for everything and anything, Annie Letterman, you, you, you got to. Oh, gotta, yeah. Go. You, uh, it's A-N-N-I-E-L-E-D-E-R-M-A-N. Oh, you want to redo it? No. Pushing your head away from the mic because you got so close to the mic. I was like, "Ooh, now it's my time to shine." Um, it's L E D E R M A N. This is, and yeah. I have a website, but I don't update it ever. And uh, okay. I have a Twitter. Okay, at relax. I'm doing this for it's. It's tacky if you do it. I'm doing it for you. I thought you asked me. I'm the host. No, I'm trying to. I can only be myself. <laughs> For everything and anything, Annie Letterman, you go to AnnieLetterman.com. Uh, no. Don't you know, do that. Just go follow her on Instagram and Twitter and Snapchat. Is it all the same? Yeah, it's all at Annie Letterman. At Annie Letterman. That's With exciting. You got a little taste of her, and by little taste, I mean huge dose you might have OD'd on. But listen, that's what it's all about. Eavesdropping on two girls just gabbing about life yeah, or whatever. Yeah, molested in high school. What's the big deal? Um, I think this is important. Uh, yeah. I love you. Thank you for chatting with me. I love you, too. I can't wait to talk shit about real people and with real names after this. Off air. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. I don't care what everyone else says about you. I love you. Actually, that's my like thing. I've been saying at the end of every show. I don't want to say it anymore. That's mean. Yeah, it is mean. It's like passive aggressive. That, and, and that's people, not who I am. And people in Hollywood can't handle that because people they're so paranoid about that shit. Fuck it. You know, I'm never gonna say that again ever. You can say it last but, time to me because you can't hurt me. No, I'm gonna say thank you for talking to me. I love you. Oh, I love you too. Thank you for talking, listening to me talk. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com.